two, three, four. In this podcast, you will only hear Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader, includes but is not led to who talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the junk that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. Crystal Fox reports they are divided. For equal sequel, hate and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired. Their time is up, so here's the Knights of Vader. Impressive. Most impressive. A big thank you to Anne Spirority Complex for providing our theme song. It is October 4th, 2019, Triple Force Friday evening. My name is Zach Weber, and I am joined by Zanger. Hi. And Mando Russ. Ryan Russell, Russell Ryan. I said his name backwards. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <laughs> And joining us as a guest, we have straight from the Knights of Vader Facebook group, Chris Porteous, premier seventh best vintage collector in Canada, at least. It's very nice to join you guys this evening. It's a pleasure to have you on, Chris. We brought Chris on, folks, because we figured we're doing a Star Wars toy episode. We haven't really done one of these in, God, at least a year and a half, maybe two years. And we figured, you know what? We are great BS artists, but let's bring on a professional or at least the seventh best professional we could get on such short notice. So we had Chris on, and we, we are pretty certain he's going to enlighten us with all sorts of Star Wars toy knowledge. Based on that previous toy episode, I suspect that that's likely... (laughs) bingo folks all right so today is triple force friday but before we get into that though we have some sad news to report or by the time you're hearing this it happened roughly six days ago diane carroll who's known for a whole bunch of things but when it comes to a star wars podcast we should only talk about her appearance in the star wars holiday special where grandpa wookie (laughs) whose name is lumpy right itchy itchy oh yeah it is litchy yeah come on guys the kid Come on, as much as I love the holiday special, I still have to repress it. My brain has self-defense mechanisms. Even I can't overpower those, the subliminal ones. Diane Carroll, she is no longer with us. May she rest in peace and pour one out, folks, for good old Diane Carroll. All right, so... Star do Wars the, toy. Do the then. itchy tonight, but do the itchy tonight. If, you know, just no, for her. we gotta it's... do. We gotta watch it, and everyone. Oh, be itchy. oh, you mean watch? Okay, you mean watch it, not like do what he's doing. No, yeah, just... segment. <laughs> well, I mean, Ross, this is a PG podcast. This is the Christian service. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Triple Force Friday nonsense. Anybody want to rip the bandaid off? Uh, on a scale of disappointed to really disappointed, how is everybody's Triple Force Friday experience today? Um, I'm not gonna say I was. I I, I thought it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Russ is going more toward the conservative. Side I think this stuff looks better than the last Jedi stuff, but it, I'm not counting the porgs so. though. I don't know. It's tough, but it's hard down here. I don't want to hear Chris's opinion because he has the big thing that we're missing here. Toys are us. It's that was always my go-to, and it's the first time without one. So, Chris, what was yours like? Well, I I did attend the Midnight Madness, quote-unquote, at Toys R Us. And um, 
I, you know, on some level, I almost just did it because you guys no longer have it. So it's kind of <laughs> like a few Americans were like, oh, I wish I like this. Just how sad it is seeing people complain about no longer having Toys R Us on Facebook sort of got to me a little bit. So I went, it was sort of underwhelming. There was maybe like 50 people in line. I feel like they maybe had two or three cases of the like vintage collection and black series. So there was probably two or three um, Mandalorian figures in the place. So like the first three guys in line got those. Um, it, it's kind of fun having, but it's, it's kind of fun atmosphere having the sort of pre midnight outdoor lineup. Yeah. But, um, it, I, it's, I've done yeah. those a few times. You kind of see the weirdos that live around you and you kind of be around each other for a while. And uh, you, before you go on, I will say 50 people is a lot. I've been to a few of these and, I've never seen that many. There seems to be usually as many 501st members as actual people there, in my experience. But I'm in a different part of the world. Well, well, I mean, to give you some perspective on how many uh, stores were supporting it, like I can think of probably 10 Toys R Uses in the general area of the of the city of Toronto. And I think three or four in the whole country were having a Midnight Madness event. So I don't know. I heard that similarly, like a small handful of Walmarts were doing it uh, down there, but um, it was pretty lightly supported. So I thought there'd be a bigger line myself. Yeah, it doesn't like there would be a bigger line. Now you put it that way. I'm picturing that all these all everyone. Well, did, were there any like exclusive posters or anything cool they gave you at the door? Well, if, um, s someone asked me uh, to see if they could get um, a poster because their kid had the the. La, um, Force Awakens and Last Jedi Force Friday poster and they're like oh he's going to be so sad that he can't get his Toys R Us Force Friday uh, Rise of Skywalker poster and it turns out that no longer exists because that deal was probably made by the US branch of the company so oh, there wow. was uh, there was no exclusive poster they did they were giving away Black Series figures like I got a Mace Windu in a bag <laughs> with a yeah a free Mace Windu Black Series they were just handing him out at the door with a t-shirt and a uh, a plush C-3PO. So they were just giving away the stuff they haven't been able to sell for a few weeks, I guess. <laughs> but, um, Bad yeah, so, so, but that was kind of new. Cause like, in terms of like MSRP, that's probably the most expensive giveaway they've done so far. But, um, there was no exclusive merchandise that you, you couldn't get anywhere else. Hmm. Okay. Zenger. Cause you, you work, are we allowed to say who you work for Zenger? Or is that still hush hush? Um, you work uh, for a retailer that's slightly tied to Star Wars? Yes, let's go with I work... For Bullseye. Or is that too on the nose? God dang it. That I mean, you might have hit the target there, but... Um, Finger works at Sam's Club. Go on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I work for a certain um, major competitor to Walmart. Okay. And He works um, for Costco. Is that why yes. you talk about public sandwiches? It's it seems like it seems like that's where everyone found their Force Friday stuff. So it's not the worst only place, place I didn't go. So well, that and Toys R Us because uh, it was <laughs> underwhelming. Um, no, I, I went to um, one of the targets near me, and um, I was I. Funny enough, I went yesterday too, as well. Saw all the setup, and then now I just went and saw all the toys at the setup. So. It was pretty neat. I, I like the little put your hand on the thing and, and the lightsabers light up. It scared the living hell out of me because I walked by it too close and it lit up on its own yesterday. So that scared me. But besides that, I mean, it was kind of neat to see another Millennium Falcon Lego. I mean, who's not excited 
Oh, wait, that's right. Mark isn't on this podcast right now. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Is there, I, I need to know what's the difference this time. Is there a difference? Should I care? Do I no, care? You, you definitely shouldn't care. Like they're never going to top the one they put out that you, that USC one. It was even like better than the previous USC one. I can't even look at those, those childish lower part count models, like <laughs> disgusting really after seeing the best possible version i don't know how you could ever go back and live with yourself you're going to spend a couple weeks building a worse millennium falcon just knowing that that one's out there ridiculous <laughs> you, you build it you just stare at it like this is insignificant and throw it just against the wall because it will never be as good as that true one just like that star destroyer oh god star destroyer. yeah that thing came out yet i think is it is it? out yeah mm-hmm. Better buy it. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I was kind of like just, I'm not disappointed. You're but, but the fact that I was attacked by Frozen merchandise on my way into the store yes. and then attacked again by Frozen merchandise in another part of the store, I just felt like the Star Wars stuff was under under um, appreciated, under um, advertised. I, I just felt like it was for Frozen Friday, as right. opposed to Ao's Friday in in the location I went into. Once again, did not go into Walmart, so who knows? They might have had the most amazing setup ever at the Walmart near me. One of them. I have too many WalMarts near me. It's a I don't have any. I don't have any WalMarts near me. Like the closest Walmart's like twenty five minutes away. That is impossible. Both. I can. I literally have three in my town. Yeah, it must be nice. I have so, two. I have the townie Walmart, I have the regular Walmart, and then I have the neighborhood market, which is just food. It's fancy Walmart. That so is no, fancy so, Walmart. So nobody uh, got to go to Walmart's exclusive Force Friday? No, I don't think so. Okay. It really, well, it was hit well I did. Well, oh, I did. Okay. I'm going to tell you my tale of today. So I go to the Walmart early. Wait, like wait, seven. wait. Wait, important thing. Did any uh, of us buy anything today? I uh, did. I got, yeah, I did. I did. Oh. Sanger, did you buy anything? I bought magic cards. <laughs> Star Wars? <laughs> they have magic cards? I didn't see those at the... No, uh, no, no. Ma- magic the Gathering and they suck come out. No. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I, I saw some stuff that I noted that I was like, interesting. I will come back to this later. So, but nothing... I it, there, there was no Porg level of pop figure that like grabbed at me i kind of wanted one of the sith troopers but they could not find one i only found the jump trooper thing or the rocket pack trooper hmm well i went to a walmart this morning probably at seven o'clock because there's one by my work and and yeah seven a.m i go there and this is way like i live kind of far out of course down in south by uh close to lafayette the town i work in is even more like in the in the marsh kind of people it's weird so there was nobody there talking about star wars and there's nothing there <laughs> at all the, the racks are still empty so i go and I, I ask an associate and i say hey don't you supposed to be putting some star or it's more like aren't you putting out the uh, star wars toys today madam and she sent me to someone else and then he, a guy told me though he's like we're putting them out in a little while he's like it's frozen day it's star wars day it's going out all right so I go back and I actually recorded just a little bit, a little minute and a half clip, because I went back and I reported for the show from a Walmart. Y'all want to hear it? Oh, I, oh, I'm dying. Okay, here we go. Okay, this is uh, Squire Russ for Knights of Vader podcast, reporting from Walmart 729. 
I came here earlier, and Triple Force Friday was a total bust. They had nothing. God. But they did promise me they were putting the stuff out. So I'm making my way to the Star Wars aisle. And let's see if <gasps> it's out. <laughs> oh, they got stuff. I'm they the got only stuff. one here, too. All right. We got this. What's this? After the beep, say something loud. All these Wookiees are dead. <laughs> After the beep, say something loud. All these, all these Wookiees are dead. All these Wookiees are dead. Press yellow for fun Star Wars sounds. Okay. Well, give me a good one. Okay. They get the demo. Right. Pretty cool. They got all the stuff. Oh, what is this? Gold Han and Leia's? What? They got some pretty cool stuff here. All right. I was hoping I'd be able to do a diss track on this Walmart, but I'm too excited to find this stuff. So, <laughs> Russ out. Okay, that was that was that lightsaber you were making fun of for meowing, but yeah, really meows. Well, no, it, what you do is you record your own voice. <clears throat> the thing on the box is just because the girl said meow, and whatever you say when you swing it, so it'd be going, "All these wookies are dead. All these wookies are dead. All these wookies are dead." <laughs> if I had just opened it, <laughs> you record anything you want. That's what I was doing on it. That's so it dangerous. Meow, because that's what that girl said. Yeah, these are going to be great. I, I can't wait to get one, but that's not what I got. They had, the Walmart I had, I, they had just stocked it. The lady was still stocking it. I was the only one there that cared. And they had all those white box figures, like all the, the only thing they didn't have was that Carbonite Mandalorian that Target had. But they had everything. They had everything was just there. I could just get whatever I wanted. So I got like that first series Ray and a couple other things. And pretty cool stuff there, though. I want more. I want that lightsaber for sure. Oh man! Imagine Russ. If you see someone in your local town just walking around like, like, oh god, like a supermarket with a lightsaber that screams, like, "Remember Alderaan down with the Empire." <laughs> oh yes. All right. Now, You'll know who I it is. It, I'll, I'll just go there every day and record all it on all of them, <laughs> and the, the kids will just get it and think that's what it's supposed to say. <laughs> all right, folks. If you're, you know, we're gonna have okay, minions of our galaxy warriors. You have a job. If any of you go to your Walmart, Targets, whatever. Your job is to go there, find the toy lightsaber, yell into it. Remember all. Down with the Empire! Bonus points if you can pull up on your phone and have it do the exact Mark Hamill quote. But if you're not that technologically inclined, we will also accept your voice as well. Send us a video. Go to your local Walmart and Target and do that and send a video to us. And we'll, we'll enter you into some sort of raffle. We'll, we'll, give you some, we'll find something nice for you if you go and do that. If you actually record that, we'll 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 figure out some of, token appreciation. Yeah, and they get a few people all hold them at the same time, and they can just scream at each other. Be great. <laughs> oh man, Russ, sounds like you had a pretty good time this what this afternoon. Yeah, I was excited for this, and I, and it it kind of feels like they just put it out for me because I'm the only one there that cared. There was no lines or anything. I knew. I knew that the, what there's like twenty something WalMarts that actually participated and gave out pins and stuff, so I knew I wasn't getting anything like that. But just to see it all come out there, like literally right out of the box, because I'm a pretty anal collector with some stuff where like I want it to be clean and nice, and just see it like Walmart. Once it's been there for a little while, it gets pretty trashed. So seeing them come right out of the case and just being like, I'll take that, I'll take that. All right, I'll come back later. Bye. It was great. Cool. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, Chris, you obviously went to Midnight Madness Besides your freebies of your Mace Windu, C-3PO plush, and t-shirt What else did you pick up on this Triple Force Friday? 
Well, um, as you may have noticed earlier um, in the month of September, when um, the the leaks from a few Canadian WalMarts who put out some of the product early came out, I I was able to to uh, through through a little bit of trading pick up the vintage collection uh, Sith Jet Trooper, the Knight of Ren and Zori Bliss, like real early in September because just some guys here were able to run a sufficient scam on the Walmart staff to be able to get, get them to release the product. That was beyond me. I tried and they, they were not having it. I was talking to a manager and he was like, listen, we already gotten so much trouble about this. I'm not selling any more of this stuff yet. It was still on the shelves. So I like traded some stuff to, to get it early just cause it's really fun to have it before the street date. And <laughs> it is, I didn't, yeah. I don't, I didn't see anything uh, before, but I, except for one remote control Dio at a different Walmart out here. Right. And that was it. And I almost had, I, I don't, I don't even want it. So I, it wasn't a thing, but I, I was thinking about it. If there was something I wanted, you could probably like, if you brought a barcode from like a similar kind of item and just kind of slapped it on there, you could probably go and self checkout and pull it off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not advocating that. I would never do that, especially <laughs> on record. That's the thing. Like, you know, I would really cringe to see how much effort some of these guys must be putting forth when dealing with these staff to get them to like betray this. Like when, cause when you scan it, it's like the screen goes red. They're like, do not sell in all caps street date. And it's like, somehow these guys are talking their way out of that, which like, like my hats off to them. I don't have the commitment and energy to like even try and argue with someone to that degree about getting some of this stuff early. But I, I traded some, some real boring convention exclusive Black Series Boba Fett for a few of those. But anyways, because I already had those three, I picked up the Poe and Ray Vintage Collection. So I've got the five Vintage Collection figures that actually say Rise of Skywalker on them. They which, look really nice. Yeah. And to, me, that, to me, that is our three and three quarter line for this. It's fine. I, I, they want to give it the vintage look. That's great. Because I know it's the first time we've had a release where it doesn't have it's like a dedicated line but i i'll count the vintage collection guys that's that's your official rise of skywalker and those cards look great i got the ray looks awesome so does the poe and i wanted to grab that luke x-wing too but I'm, i'll go back for that yeah i might get that but it, i'm kind of glad they gave most of them all the wave except one figure to rise of skywalker because it'd be really pretty sad for there to be less than five three and three quarter figures for episode nine yeah, kind of weird to even say that. But, There'll uh, be more. Yeah, I'm still waiting for a helmetless Kylo Ren in the three and three quarter inch line. I'm still waiting, or I'm guess I mean vintage collection because we didn't even I get one of those. Last of Jedi. The, I think it's a matter of the mold and the helmet, and uh, especially in the three and three quarter line. I don't see how you could put that little helmet with his hair so huge well, when he takes it off. He, he would look like he would look bald. The figure, unless the or the helmet would look monstrous. Yeah, maybe it is because of that luxurious Kylo hair. Because they it did, is. Just, they, so did just, they did just put out a Han Stormtrooper reel recently, so they can do the helmets that small pretty well. But when you got that long that long hair that always looks perfect, as soon as he takes off the helmet, it might be tough to make it work. Heck, I had a Han, and as a kid, that you could that was a Stormtrooper that you could take the helmet off. Yeah. But they yeah. just had the short haircut. Maybe that's why they had those rumors about Kylo Ren with the shaved head in Last Jedi. Hasbro floated that out there. <laughs> we need to find a way to get this helmet on his dick. Well, maybe maybe well, they'll do it. I don't know. Well, you know, Mark Hamill really wanted to have a shaved head in Return of the Jedi, but Lucas wouldn't go for it. So maybe maybe some uh, some uh, nerd some nerd just floated that rumor. 
still connected. Let's, let's, Super let's Shadows at it again. Podcast. What was that, Sanger? I said, let's all float a rumor today on this podcast and see if it catches wind. All right, I got a good one. So for my Triple Force Friday, um, I'll get into the beginning of it in a moment, though. But while I was at my target, they were they had the Star Wars stuff out by the time we walked in. But the thing was, they were putting out all the Frozen stuff. And I overheard a couple of the employees talking. And they said, the manager says we have to sit there and push the Frozen stuff. to like We have to push that today. And from what I saw from that comment and from other things I was reading on like social media and forums, it seems that the – I don't know who made the Frozen toys. Was it Mattel or is it Hasbro or is it a combination of the <laughs> two? Because it seems like the edict coming from Disney was that Frozen was supposed to get the priority today, not Star Wars. Is Frozen that toyetic? I guess it is. I mean, what? I don't even go look over there because I've I've only I only have sons and myself to worry about with toys. But is it all just like Singer? You have you have uh, ladies and girls in the house. Are they into the Frozen toys? Were they psyched for Frozen Friday? Triple Frozen Friday? I haven't. You know what? I will take them into the store tomorrow, and we will see how that works out. <laughs> I, I will sure? I will place them in front of the Star Wars stuff first. <laughs> And then go over to the Frozen stuff. I can already tell you which is going to win. Daddy's <laughs> going to leave disappointed. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that's that's what I saw today. It seemed like through whatever means or just the communication that Disney wanted the retailers, again, all two brick and mortar retailers that would have some sort of like, I don't want to say event, but kind of like a product launch or something like this, they were informed to put more emphasis on frozen. So do with that what you will folks. Oh no. Like, like I said, when I went into the location I went into, it was like up front right there in your face. Oh yeah. It was frozen. Even like, even and then when you got to the toy section, it was right there in front of your face. And then you had to kind of wander a little bit further and it's like, Oh, here's the star Wars stuff. Yeah, that's what okay. happened to me because this morning, or technically like late last night, early this morning, um, is like Target tweeted something out yesterday being like, oh, all of our Star Wars stuff goes online at 12.01 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I always like buying my Star Wars stuff ever since um, I think Rogue One at Target because I love their three-month re- uh, return window. Because what I do is I buy all the stuff that I want, wait until the movie comes out, and if I don't like it, it goes back to the store, and I don't have to worry about it. Again, I keep all this stuff in the box. <laughs> and that's what I did with, like, Rogue One and the Death Troopers. When, like, whatever it was called, like, Go Rogue Friday, because they didn't call it Force Friday that year. I bought, like, a dozen Death Troopers. And then when the movie came out, they did practically nothing in the movie. I'm like, well, all I need is one, like, to go with my director, Krennic. And I'm like, okay, the other, like, 11 get returned back to the store. And so I've been following that model ever since, like, Last Jedi Solo. And that's why I've always liked them. So when I heard that they were going to put all their stuff online, I always hedge my bet by buying, like placing an order on the website. Then I go that morning to pick up anything just so I have like, I can compare like paint applications. So I try placing an order. So I'm, I'm, I'm up at 12.01 AM and nothing's happening. I'm sitting in front of the computer, just like refreshing the page. Like, okay. Can something happen, please? And nothing happens until like 12.45 and they put up like two items. And it's like like three Funko. It's like that, those ugly, like super large, like Boba Fett Funko Pops, like the ones that are like like got like a foot high. And it's like, oh, I think it was like the Luke Skywalker X-wing pilot vintage collection figure. And I'm like, what is this? Where's the rest of the figures? And then like I stayed up until like two a.m. And they were like, dro- like Mandalorian showed up, the carbonized Mandalorian showed up, and then like Ray showed up, the six inch figure. And I'm like, okay. 
Like, I want all the stuff. Though. I'm not going to pay for, like, three or four different shipping charges <laughs> just to get it. And so, like, I fell asleep for an hour. I get back up at, like, 3.30, and, like, everything is sold out. And I'm like, what? What is going Damn. on? But then I re- then like I saw with the Mandalorian um, carbonized figure, you could do it for in store pickup. So I I bought one for in store pickup. But then I'm like, oh crap! When I get there at eight a.m., are they actually going to have it like behind the counter waiting for me while I walk? No, we in? have two. We have two here. Uh, who wants it? Because that's what it sounds like from reading stuff on Reddit and stuff. That's hey, a lot of. My target only had four carbonized uh, Mandalorians. That was it. Four. I don't know that, if they only came packed in cases of four, but that was it. Is that going to be, are those just, that was it? Like, that was the one shot to get it? And, I mean, I'm hoping they put some kind of rare to these, because there's just so much out there. I, I don't I don't think they appeared in Canada at all. Like, I, I, I haven't seen anyone who got one. What about those first edition ones? Uh, did you see those, Chris? They, they didn't have them at Toys R Us. I'd really? Be, yeah. Well... Well, shout, let me know if any of y'all want one because I think I know a few WalMarts <laughs> that probably have all of them right now. Still, well, thing I went to Target; they didn't have the first editions. It was a regular like red and black box. I, was yeah, I got the white box. It looks like it should be like uh, the Last Jedi line or something because it's like all white with red on it, and the Ray figure looks awesome. Man, I mean, all of them looked really good. But uh, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, is this an actual rarity they're going to put out with these? Because they're all just pretty much. Some of them are more popular, but they're all just pretty much look the same. Are they actually just going to release these in a short run and then they're going to go? Because that's going to actually probably be something modernly worth something. You mean the first editions or the carbonized? The car, the first editions and the carbonite. That's almost seems. Uh, Somebody asking about both of them. Is this just something they're just not going to release those anymore? It's just going to have the regular ones out. The first editions, and Chris, obviously, you're the expert here. They, again, we're talking about modern Hasbro collecting. They did that for, I know, the Clone Wars movie in 2008. They had the, like, the first day of issue with a little Clone Trooper sticker. So this isn't really the first time they've done something, some sort of gimmick like this, right? No. I have a sneak preview Grievous somewhere, too. I think they did it for, like, Revenge of the Sith and stuff also. Yeah, I feel like you're just going to, the main difference with those is you won't see them sort of lingering around and hanging out on the shelves. Like, somebody will think it's a good idea to pick up that one as opposed to the standard packaging version. But um, I, it's hard. I don't know. Like, I, I collect a lot of stuff. It's really hard for me to get excited about those. I'm not really sure what it's the deal true. is. Yeah. Like, it I w- looks I, different. The box is white. Like, I would, I, would like, I would like a Mandalorian figure, but, like... There are very few and far between around here. I'm sure. Like, I didn't even try and go out in the morning. Like, I know the vultures are out, man. Like, it's it's just like I I, I can't compete with those guys. All right, because this is okay. This is okay. I'm glad you brought up the term vulture because ever since my first oh, I finally figured out what you guys are talking about. <laughs> and Zenger arrives at the party five minutes. No, because you, you said pop figure, and I was looking through all the pop figures. I'm like, what the heck are they talking about? Those are in the. We were talking about those in the Facebook group because somebody posted them, and I think Russ and Chris were like, "Oh, this is this is going to be the uh, the Joker card reveal from the Dark Knight of like Boba Fett shows up and he's wearing like like oh god armor that someone threw up on Ugh. or what was oh the no it looks like he went to a paintball tournament yeah. <laughs> Is there another one too where he has the Mandalorian like logo or like crest like plaster on his helmet right over his visor? Yep. Yeah, I'll look that one up in a second because that one was the one I actually liked. But no, I finally figured. I was like, oh, they're talking about the Black Series figures. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The first edition. Sorry, I I just was super confused because I'm like looking through these pop figures, like what are they talking about? So like how? Wait. So like 
Do you guys all collect pops or just Singer? I don't collect pops. I have. I literally have. I think three pops. All that's right. it. I have some just because I have a focus. So if a pop comes out for it, I gotta get it. I came pretty close to getting that holiday special Boba Fett that just came out. That was like that would have been the first one, but I like fought it off. I didn't get it. Well, do I collect <laughs> pops? Hold on. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There are ten just in my viewing site right now. Okay. And those are just oh, the wait, wait, ones wait, too. wait, wait. I think Mighty Mugs are better than uh than Pops. I'm just gonna go out there. That's my controversial take. They got four, three faces. I just don't. I just don't get it. I I've never understood it. I mean, like, I like I could understand going back and collecting like 1995 Power of the Force two figures. Before that, they're about the same price. They're a little bit cooler. I don't know. Yeah, I don't get Funko Pops either. I, it's weird because we hear they still. Do they still make those in the same quantity they did like a couple More years ago? More than ever. They're, they Do seem they? like everything has one. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, they, they have That's kind of gone overboard. Now, I would never consider myself 11, a collector. But... Four of those are just Porgs. There's Only four, four? <laughs> There's four new Porg pops? No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about out of the 11 that are in my site right now. Okay. All right. Oh, sorry. There's 12. I forgot there's a rocket. But are they, there. are they the exact same Porg? Um, no, there's the there's like a giant actual one, size there? Porg, there's the Porg with the wings out, there's the sad Porg, and then there's the just regular Porg right there beside Kratos. What a time to be alive. Basically, <laughs> that, that translates to, uh, that's GameStop Porg, Target Porg, Walmart Whoa. Porg, and Toys R Us Porg, probably, uh, right? Actually, so that, they, they do, I know, they all do that. We have to actually, go everywhere. There's always a stupid GameStop one. Uh, on that note, I did ha- I did already buy a GameStop exclusive Hello Kitty Gamer Edition pop figure for LA for the holidays. But um, I don't have the, I think it's Hot Topic one that actually has like the more texture to it where it's like, supposed to feel like feathers. I don't <laughs> hot have that topic. one. Hot Topic. Of course, Hot Topic would have the furry one. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just realizing something like... The the Crystal Fox clearly lost the war. They oh, made the pop of that, but yeah. I never saw it. <laughs> but like, oh, no man. one's talking about Crystal Foxes anymore. No one's talking about Crystal Foxes. Yeah, it's like Just, they ran out of that hole at the end of the movie, and it was like, it's, it's your boy. I'm out. Deuces. I buy Crystal Foxes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, poor Crystal Foxes. They never, uh, they never got the. Re- I guess at that point, everyone like everyone was already like, uh, God, having bonfires and their flaming, oh God, flaming torches and pitchforks at the end of the Last Jedi. Everyone was just checked out at that point. Well, I was just a little bit annoyed that the Crystal Foxes knew about the exit to the base, and and the people inhabiting the base didn't know about it. That's all. Oh, well. Hopefully, that'll be resolved in the next film. No, yeah. but most likely. Back- Going back to your comment about the vultures, though, was that so I I used last or well, two years ago for Last Jedi, I arrived at Target like an hour in advance, and there was a it was the first time that I'd ever gone to one of these things like that early in the morning, and there was a guy who showed up two years ago, and I remember he like it was like oh god when you think of like pushy he like walked up and I'm talking to a couple of other people and he's like what's everybody getting. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh no, that's never this a good guy's sign. Here. 
Yeah, it's like he wants to know. He's keeping a, like a head count. And I'm like, oh, good lord. So like, I always tell anytime somebody asks me if I'm like if I'm waiting online for something, I always pick out the one thing that nobody wants. I even did it again this morning because I was talking to a couple people this morning. They're like, oh, what are you looking at? And I'm like, oh, all I want is the Galaxy of Adventure Vader. And they're like, oh, you won't be a problem then. And I'm like, aha. So I'm like, I was like, I rub my hands behind them. <laughs> um, but the guy, but. But going back I just to see you turning around and doing that, going excellent. Yes, I, I monologued. <laughs> we can hear you, right? Um, but, but I'm glad. <laughs> All right then. Um, but no, going back to the last Jedi story, so there was this guy. He was really obnoxious, and so like. I, I, I'm also very into this. Like I treat this as like kind of like my like coliseum and my arena. So like everybody, every time like in my target, you go like one specific way and I always take the way that people think is the long way. But the thing, my, my grand scheme is I make sure I'm <laughs> out of sight and then I start running. Like not, I'm not even joking. I run because like, I'm not letting anybody get to this stuff. Cause there's this story from the 2008 Clone Wars movie launch that I'll never forget. I went to that, like, because I wanted, they had for that movie, the exclusive was Clone Commander Fox, which is really weird considering that was a GameStop exclusive today, too, but we won't get into that. I remember I went there, I can still remember the woman was unloading the cart, the pallet, and they had 10 Clone Commander Fox exclusives. I bought one, another guy bought two, and the next guy bought the next seven. And to this day, I've seen that guy a couple of times in the last, like, 11 years. And every time I see him, I point at him. He's in a Porsche with a cigar driving (laughs) by you? Like, he's cashed in? Well, probably. Probably. I've never (laughs) seen him drive. But every single time I see him, I do, like, an invasion of the body snatchers. I, like, point at him, and I start, like, my mouth gapes open. I'm like, Commander Fox! And I glare (laughs) at him, folks. I'll never forget this man's face. So ever since then, like, I, I, be- I become really into it. And I go running for it. And two years ago, that really obnoxious guy, he ran for it, too. Like, I've never seen it before. I had to actually chase someone to get a Star Wars toy. It happened. But I'm happy awesome. to report that this didn't happen this time because I got their head, everybody else. But because I figured I'd have to actually, like, oh, God, I have to choke somebody to get that Knight of Ren figure. And then I realized when I got there, my store didn't get any of the vintage collection figures. Oh, man. That's a that's, bummer. That's, they didn't get a single one. I went up to the guy like in the electronics department. I'm like, yo, like all you have is Legos and like a case and a half of Black Series. <laughs> Why did you bring us here? Exactly. I'm like, and even the, the, the lightsaber display that Zenger mentioned with Kylo Ren and Rey, I tried working it. It didn't even work. It was broken already. <laughs> Dude, yeah. mine was hypersensitive. You should have come to ours. Well, like, I, I'm not joking. I didn't touch it, and it went off. I was like, I got. I was treating the two little things you put your hands on like bongos, and it wasn't doing. I, I, I waved my hands <laughs> over it and didn't do anything. Then, like, I put my like my palms very lightly to it and do anything. I'm like, tap, tap, tap. Tap, tap, tap. And then eventually I'm just like kind of doing like Dustin Hoffman, the graduate. I'm just like slamming my hands on it. It's not doing anything. And I'm like, oh, again, I got the Black Series figures I wanted. It's like I was happy. I got my I got my Mandalorian. They only had they had oh god, they had three Mandalorians on the shelf, the carbonized versions. They had one regular one, which I picked up as well because I just wanted to compare which one I wanted, like which one had the better paint scheme. And and then like I, I got like uh, uh, Guy McFace, Cal Calrissian, or whatever the hell his name is. I got another it's Sith Caldric trooper. the Jedi Tainer. Yes. Earlier. Yeah, I'd repeat that, but I know I trip over it. That's fine. Uh, it's good. I'll have to put that in the sound soundboard roster, um, so I can just point to it. Um, no, make the lightsaber say that next time, uh, Ross. When you go to Walmart and you record it, make that be one of the things that says. 
Yes, I'll say we go. Cal Kestia Jedi Tainer. Unfortunately, right none of the kids know about Cedric the Entertainer, but that's fine. <laughs> They'll just think it's him. The guy who wears a, a, a droid on his shoulder like a parrot. <laughs> I like to imagine when Russ goes to Walmart every day to record. He has like a sheet of paper with him. He like pulls it out. And the woman that like worked, like the, the toy manager is like, sir, are you okay? This is the seventh time you've been here in the last week. Honestly, uh, part of my job is having to go to that particular Walmart to pick up stuff in the mornings, uh, usually every other day. And I always pass through that section because they got they, they put all that other stuff on clearance a while back. So I'm always scooping it out. I'll oh, be okay. by those. I'll, you'll be getting these daily for a little while. Don't worry. <laughs> I look forward to it. Don't um, worry. <laughs> no, but like my my triple force Friday, um, I got the Walmart by me. Chris, you actually got to see the Walmart by me when you came to my area. That was like in the like I think where you stayed in the Fishkill area. Um, I've been told by collectors that have lived in this area for like twenty plus years that place is a nightmare. The toy manager, um, he like, he's been bought over so many times. <laughs> to the point where like I remember I remember when I first moved up here, like when the Revenge of the, I think when Revenge of the Sith came out on DVD, they had like the battle on Salukamai, like battle pack. I remember like being like, oh, like I want to get that. I remember like asking somebody when I was like, oh god, how old was I? 13? Yeah, 13. And I think they started laughing. You're like, dude, Star Wars toys like don't last at all here. I don't think I've ever found anything at that Walmart in like the 15 years I've lived up here. So I don't even bother going there. And other than that, that's all we have. We have like a Walmart that's like 25 minutes away in the one Target. And everything else is like if you get lucky and find something at like a kind of like a, like a Barnes and Noble or Ross or a Coles. We don't have a Ross. We don't have a Ross. I like those. We have those. I love the scavenging aspect because that's all there's been uh, for the last year or so. If you're ever interested in just looking at toys, I'm like, oh yeah, go to the Ross, go to the Coles. And I have. Hell yeah. I'm looking at. Oh, a four pack from Last Jedi. You got your Rose Tico. You got your Luke. You got a Stormtrooper with like a vest. You got a Ray, and it's uh, forty nine ninety nine, and it's got eight discount stickers on it, all on top of each other, like a like a really bad old Lobot or something. You know what I'm talking about, Chris? Those ones that they oh get all God. the coin. It's got like twelve coin offers on it. It just reminded me of it. And the final sticker is ninety percent off now, four ninety nine. <laughs> So, okay, just because you said that, I have to, like, go on a tangent for a moment here. So, go like, I have a I have a Canadian Lobot that's, like, so it's, like, the 90, it's, like, a, it's, like, a 41 back, I think. So, it's, like, a, maybe 1980 or 81 Lobot. And um, in, in Canada, for, like, a brief minute when Return of the Jedi came out, they were, they were super, they, they, wa- they thought the figures that they had lying around would sell better if they slapped their Return of the Jedi sticker on them and covered yeah. up the Empire logo. <laughs> so they well, put transition, this like, transition yeah, yeah, sticker. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, nobody else knows what that is, but good looking out, Russ. But, um, but, but basically, yeah, like, they, like they, they put the shabby sort of Return of the Jedi sticker right over the Empire logo. <laughs> And 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 they like I guess that would trick everybody that it was new, even though like it really looked <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but like so, but I have a Lobot where like some like wise guy in the '90s thought it'd be a good idea to remove that Return of the Jedi sticker. So like you can see the like film covering it up. So like that would be like that would be like a twelve hundred dollar figure right now had that '90s idiot left that on. But it's yeah. perhaps a hundred dollars because he took it off. It's just interesting how these things work out. But uh. It's a, it's a good Lobot figure. Did anyone go to their local Target and buy the Star Wars mystery box? No, but I saw what was in one. Do you have one, Zanger? Mace Windu's and Padme's, obviously. 
No. Okay, oh. so this is the um, Star Wars Mystery Box, Target exclusive, the Black Series, Collector's Edition Mystery Box. It's actually it, called a Mystery Box? It yeah, is a called mystery, a Mystery Box. Don't know it what's could, in it until you open it. I, I saw one open, but go on. Um, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but um, on Target.com, you can actually see what's in it. What the, really? okay, What does it say? Are they all the same? I, I don't know. So you, you tell me. Okay, okay, I'll tell you the one on the I back. saw. The one on the I back, saw. it says there's a knit hat, does not say yes. what it is, okay. a Black Series figure, a okay. pin, and a book. <laughs> now, <laughs> it shows that the figure is supposed to be the Black Series First Order Elite Snow Trooper. Yep, with the cloth cape. Yep. Okay. Yep, that's it. And the hat, is that hat, new? Hat. I didn't see that. Yeah, the that's in that first, mystery box. It's the only place the to have it. First really? Order pin. Yep. A Nick Cap with like a red triangle logo thing. Now, I want to ask: Is that's that the Sith, Sith logo? Yeah. I think Sith that's the Sith Trooper logo. Yeah. And then a comic that shows the the um, the Snow Trooper standing in epic pose as the snow blows and Tie Fighters and a, <laughs> and I want to say that that's a not a First Order Star Destroyer, but is above him oh. in atmosphere. All of that in a mystery box. What is in that box? We may never know. But you're saying so it just, mysterious. It, it just tells you. It. it just tells you what Black Series figure you're going to get in there, though. That's not no, even a. It's a mystery. <laughs> so there's not even a range of possibilities on the Black Series figure. It's just that Snow Trooper. Yep. No, it's a mystery. So, yeah. huh. JJ Abrams is in the box. <laughs> I'd be interested to see if there's a little like TM right after uh, mystery box on the. Packaging, like would you like be said, they like pay JJ a few bucks to say mystery, mystery box, box trooper. Yeah, yeah he yeah. says, uh, "Hey, come here and check this out." Oh, what is it, JJ? And it's <laughs> JJ mystery box. You know what I would love? I would love a JJ Abrams um, black series figure, but you can Don't only get it out. You're you're more likely to get a sideshow, but but they have a Stanley, so it's it's not beyond the realm of possibility. Talking about like a get character out of mystery box. About to open in the mystery box. We had a new uh, JJ reveal recently. Did you see the uh, oh, the bo- Patrick? What's his name from Lost and Lord of the Rings? They re- revealed his character image. Did you guys see that? Oh yeah, Dominic Moynihan, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, I oh. saw that. That was that was a stand. <laughs> that was a standy thing. Yeah, I saw that today. He's a guy. Turns out he's, he's Guy McFace. Guy. He's yes, guy he McFace. is. He is definitely going to take the role of Guy McFace from uh, video Guy McFace. Well, there was a lot of Guy McFaces in the original trilogy that turned out okay, so it could be all right. Oh, and also more news on that Funko Pop um, 10-inch black Boba Fett. It's a Target exclusive. It's 10 inches tall, so it is as tall as the Porg that is staring at me right now. has the cool little Mandalorian logo on his face. He's all blacked out and everything. So these like Boba, these Boba Fett guys are pretty weird, right? Like. Like I, obviously, none of you guys are one of them, but like the the like fanatical, like they, they must get all of it, right? So like like f- like for example, like when all Maybe. those, like in like you're not one of those guys. I would know by now. You'd be talking about it all the time. <laughs> I but, um, you'd, have, you'd have the tattoo, and we would have known it because your sleeveless shirt by now. I just want to. I, I just gotta bother people. You with know, ironically, like, I am wearing a sleeveless shirt right now. <laughs> no tattoo visible but but like so a, f- a few a few yes. a few months back like the san diego comic-con had this black series 
Boba Fett that was like the one that was on a vintage card and it was painted up to look like the old Kenner figure. And like those those Boba Fett guys were losing their goddamn minds. It was <laughs> it was like really hard to get at that convention. And then a few weeks later, it came out. They had it at the uh, Canadian Fan Expo, which was like a, a, a convention here in Toronto. Like I went, I got one easily. Even they were selling out in the first fifteen minutes every day, but there was a ton of guys even here just crying on Facebook, just like I can't f-ing believe it. Beep, <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe this. Hasbro is Hasbro is just perfectly they're, edited. They're they're uh they're like they're just like literally the palpable rage I saw online was just mind-blowing like they were so genuinely upset i feel like they were all felt like they were on the verge of deleting their facebook profiles like they wouldn't be able to talk to anybody ever again after the messages i was seeing right i can't imagine the, the competitiveness and so that almost I, that machismo fetish exactly so i got one easily and um didn't care <laughs> didn't didn't care about it didn't care about it open and, it in front of them and, start playing no, with a wee. I, I, I would have done but instead i traded it to a guy who weaseled three vintage collection rise of skywalker figures out of walmart (laughs) for those just to have them a couple weeks early because that's way more fun than this like mediocre paint job black series fet and i the only reason i'm telling this is because i know at least three of those guys are listening right now and i want them to know that i just gave it away for something (laughs) that i could now get at walmart easily his eyes pop though because he's sitting there stroking that thing going boy what an all-day sucker boy you could have bought it right now and you know who and and you know who traded you know who took it from me and gave me these three black series figures a real a serious vulture like one of those one of those vultures (laughs) who gets out there and he just fights those walmart staff until he gets what he wants like god like god bless him you know he'll probably make two (laughs) hundred dollars on that boba fett it's just not worth the time i got so so much satisfaction and enjoyment about of having those before the street date. You know, it's great. <laughs> but okay, Wait, yeah. it's, fun, it's funny you bring, it. it's 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 funny you mention the Boba Fett people because when I was this morning at Target, there was two guys. Well, there's technically three people ahead of me in line, and the one guy like he knew what he was talking about, like black series, like vintage stuff. Then there was this older guy. He had to be at least like. Uh, at least 50 if he was young he was 50 and so me and the and the, uh, the first guy kind of like made our own way like into like the the toy aisle but this older guy like went up to the electronics department and next thing you know like he's walking away with two of the giant like like two of those boba fats <laughs> and i'm like they're wait even, they're not even remotely cool it's amazing best thing about it like i'm like how do you know they were behind the electronics department counter because he went straight like he didn't go looking for because no, because you guys are, are on okay. his turf all right and this guy's been doing this for a while because uh, they've been doing these midnight things for i wanted to ask you guys what actually was the first midnight thing y'all went to i've i've never been to a midnight thing i or i can i don't i'm not going to do that like i'll wait online for a movie at midnight um, I'm not waiting online at midnight. Oh wait, so you're points. in the morning running around uh, oh, yeah, beating these yeah. people? Oh, that wasn't a midnight thing. That was no, the morning. Th- okay. This was, this was um no every single time where I'm running around with people, it's it's Target <laughs> in the morning. Because what happens <laughs> is that any time because I did not do the Target one at midnight. I didn't do that. Um, it's funny. I got lucky. It's every of, of the Disney era, outside of Solo, because Disney just didn't care about the merchandise for Solo. Every single one of those. I sat there um, for The Force Awakens. I found the entire 
series of uh, the Black Series Wave One at Kmart like two weeks in advance, and I try I tried being a vulture, and it didn't pay off because they're like, we can't sell these to you, and like I started like yelling and being like, you can't put things on the shelf and then not sell them. This you is America. This. That's why I tried doing it. It's a Kmart in Poughkeepsie, in New York. Why are they gonna tell me no? They don't care. <laughs> but they really did push back. They're like, no, we can't sell them to you. But like, okay, we'll level with you. We'll put them like in the manager's office. And then when like October, no, September fourth came around, they called me. So I had the entire, and that was like when like everybody went nuts for Star Wars. Like, you couldn't find anything for the first like. Everybody makes fun of like all those Finns and Kylo Ren's laying around. But like for the first like month in 2015. You could not find any of those figures. They were so hard to come by initially. And then and then for Rogue One, I found the Jyn Erso Edu set, which would later go on to be like, oh good lord, they couldn't they couldn't get rid of those things. I found that like two weeks in advance. And then I found like even for I think it was I think it was solo. Yeah, and solo um the Wamp or wasn't for that, it was for like the, the Luke and Wampa set for that. I found that like a couple of weeks in advance. I didn't care about it, so I left it there. But uh, no, but now that my all my Kmart's are gone, I I don't find anything early anymore because Target Target doesn't care, um, and I don't go to a Walmart enough to ever see that sort of stuff. Well, I think the first one I went to, I did a, a Toys R Us for Revenge of the Sith, and I had my uh, nephew with me who was really young at the time, and that was actually really cool. They Toys R Us would give you like these, they they give away a good amount of posters, and not just like full size posters, but almost like. Heart like thin uh, kind of plastic, almost like a restaurant menu with just weird things, just Hasbro products and toys and stuff. And the, that was when it was all three and three quarter figures, and guys were just dumping stuff in carts, and people didn't care. They were taking it out of other people's carts. That's but I gotta say, I don't know if they did this to you, Chris. The most embarrassing part of it, and I will say, I went to Revenge of the Sith. I've been to Force Awakens. That I did Last Jedi for the midnight things. But every time, I was the only one with a child with me who should actually be getting <laughs> toys. I brought my nephew in 2005, and I brought my son, who was old enough for uh, for Last Jedi and Force Awakens. But what they did at Toys R Us, so embarrassing. Especially, I uh, thank God I at least had a, a kid with me. But all the employees gathered at the door when they opened, and they parted, and you walked in, and they all clapped. It was so. It was like you. Just, everyone, if if you could hear the sound of like thirty nerds putting their head down and looking at the ground so fast, it was insane. It was so weird. And you know they're like, here they come. Here come these dorks. Get ready. Let's make them feel real stupid. Yay! Congratulations. We're here tonight because of you, ass. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. That's amazing. Like, I don't know if you, I, I don't know if you saw the picture I posted in the Facebook group, but like we had a Jeffrey with a cape and a lightsaber, and like maybe like two five oh first stormtroopers sort of following, following behind him. But it was it was nothing that extreme. It seemed like they were almost making such good use of the five oh first volunteers that there was like super minimal Toys R Us staff there. <laughs> like maybe like two or three, two or three people. It seemed like it was pretty low, but um. But 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 like you're saying they lined up all the staff oh, to like sort of yeah, like, like flank you as you walked maybe, in. Yeah, it was maybe say eight or nine, and they would each get to a side as the automatic doors opened and they unlocked it and they would all collapse. Oh my god. Was there a was there a news crew there? No, no, thank God. But there was a oh that would I think that would just get everyone be well, like, no, we, we'll just get it in the morning. When I was I forget if it was the last Jedi one or the Rogue One. 
Midnight Madness, but they had like I was at the same Toys R Us I was uh, this morning, and they definitely had a news crew out there to like make you feel super uncomfortable about being there at midnight. Hey. But, uh, yeah, you go to work. Yeah. Hey, I saw you on the news last night. You get your dollies. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, so uh, like I could uh, I could understand if they were trying to make a show for that, but they were really just trying to make you feel uncomfortable by lining up and clapping. Oh, Interesting. Sure. So, um, on, on a side note, I actually found out this interesting fact about someone I play D and D with. Uh, he was the <laughs> local Jeffrey for um, the Toys R Us we had here years ago. Wow. Known him like five years, and finally got that information out of him the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, did he did he have ex- prior experience with being a mascot or? No, he was just the one that drew the short straw, apparently, in that situation. And he said that when they were shutting the place down, he didn't even get to keep the costume. Interesting, because like, there there was this this sort of weird phenomenon over here, like when the U.S. Toys R Us closed down. Like, all of these ones like really reinvested in marketing and the stores got a little nicer. They wheeled out like the Lego Captain Rexes that were like full size that they had somewhere in the back. Like, you know, they were they were trying harder putting out displays and stuff. And they made all these posters that said, We're here, we're here to stay, we're here to play. Just trying to remind everyone that they're not closing. <laughs> but uh wow. But, yeah, but but I feel like there's a like um they had the the jeffrey costume la- this morning looked pretty fresh i don't think it was like one of the holdovers it looked yeah, like very I, cartoonish i don't i gotta say i probably haven't seen one since i was uh, since i was a kid i definitely haven't seen one in the city i'm living in because i remember when i was a kid he used to come up to me and say uh my name is jeff and i was like hey jeff <laughs> <laughs> but but it is kind of weird, right? Because it's like these these Canadian Toys R Us is like it's like they it's like the U.S. the U.S. side of the company, which I, I suppose it had separate owners, but you could really tell that that was like sort of the brains of the operation. So it's like when they re when they reinvest in marketing and their appearance, like what do they do? They roll out like a two thousand eight clone trooper like <laughs> store display that's like just, it's this massive lego clone trooper that's like no kids know what that is and they roll I remember it in. that i remember that thing now yeah, yeah like literally they like that wow. is like on force friday like that was hanging out in the middle of things like this morning and it's like and i've it's seen like, like seeing those episode one wattos or uh dark yeah. like whoa you, you still got those it's I like have a friend so that, who has a watto actually right so do you think that like, i guess they just put it in the back for like 11 years like i don't know <laughs> like like I, somehow i wonder if that's like russ brought up with the episode one like displays i wonder how much of that is because there's no way something like that would sit in the storeroom for like a decade no, those, somebody those someone would people, take that those were store giveaways and stuff people won those and those are in those are all all those episode one giant life-size statues are all in the hands of people like i said i knew a guy who had a wado and it's changed hands a few times but i, I think i still know where it is <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I would, the thing about that though is like I wonder why don't they? Again, this comes down to the million dollar question of what what is Disney doing when it comes to this marketing stuff? But like, why don't why didn't we have like in certain like Targets and WalMarts? Why didn't we have a Knight of Ren figure? Like I could like a like one to one scale like plastic Knight of Ren or Lego or however you want to do a giant Funko Pop Knight of Ren. Yeah. Like, well, why why don't it, they do that? It might be oh, Kylo, but like nobody I think knows who the Knights of Ren are. It. 
yeah, I think I think kids are gonna just be like, why does Kylo Ren have a like an axe on a pole now? Like, wait, I thought Absolutely. he was a Jedi. Come it, on, how many kids knew who Wado was? How many kids saw Wado and like, wow? <laughs> okay, but 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 oh, but, but you actually, but you can't confuse yes, Wado with you can't confuse Wado with anyone else in that film. Meanwhile, there's five Knights of Ren and Kylo Ren also kind of looks like them. So it's but, like, but, oh, I get, I know what you're getting at though. But it's the idea that it's a marketing opportunity. Can you imagine all the selfies that'd be taken? It's it's free marketing. Think about it. how much does it cost to make a couple of those. Like if you make enough of them, ten dollars. Well, yeah, it doesn't cost anything. It's plastic. That's practically nothing. You hire guys like us to just go in the store and be like, look, we'll let you peruse <laughs> over the toys, but you have to be a Knight of Ren for one night. One Knight of Ren. That's all you have to do. One you, Knight of Ren. You can, you can get your Carbonite 3PO golden arm, whatever you want, but just do this for us. And you know there's so many collectors. They would be great. That would a great. That would be like a, a lottery you could get in. That's like, a liability. Get to wear, they wouldn't get to wear. <laughs> They would never do that. That's like the same. The same. They would never do that for the same reason that the stormtroopers in Galaxy's Edge have pre-programmed responses. Like they don't want those guys like putting any oh, yeah. of themselves in in those characters. All these at all. are dead. Because <laughs> like, we would ruin it. God, you're right. Absolutely, very quickly. But um, did, did, so you, did, fast. Did, did any of you guys catch this? Um, there was a story like in the last couple days where um. I think somebody from Hasbro said that something like only 30% of the Rise of Skywalker merchandise has been shown so far. And that's yeah. just to protect plot points or whatever. That's cool. I'm right. guessing they say that for everything. They can well, say it for any movie, though. Last they Jedi doing it forever, though. They were, they were able to keep Ewoks out of uh, Return of the Jedi toys in the 80s. So there, there was, I think J.J. wants There's to mirror everything. There's, there's going to be well, a different... Zanger, maybe you're not maybe you're not familiar with um the uh the 77 back vintage return of the jedi cards but they actually like put these awkward black blobs over the ewoks on the back uh, of the yeah. action really? figure card backs to cover yeah, up what they look like so when you never said that know. theater yeah i had never seen an ewok till i saw return of the jedi and i had a luke jedi figure already that i was playing with they hid those things great yeah so they they highlighted the figures that were in the first act like all the job of the hut seen stuff so that like they could sell some of that but you, they wouldn't give away the 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 second half of the movie okay with that with that being said though based again i don't want to get into any sort of like rumors or leak stuff with the rise of skywalker but there's a weird thing there what is in this movie other than <laughs> palpatine's appearance that needs and i get jade again we're not getting also getting into jj's psyche but it's like Palpatine's appearance is the only thing that's like, oh, we can't show this in the market I, when it comes to toys. So I'm like, kind of, I'm kind of sad that we're sort of focusing just. I mean, we're going all over the place, but like we're focusing on the toys a little bit. But that that poster with the Hot Toys figure, it 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 kind of tells us that he's for whatever reason going to look the same as he does in Return of the Jedi, right? Like, do we all sort of feel like that? I the fact yeah, that they used the Hot Toys figure. If he did look the same, well, this is the weird thing. If, if he does look the same, like let's say they kept the exact same look, why not just you? Well, I don't. That's know, the main though. poster. That's the main poster, and he looks like no, standard. No, that's 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 coming. No, that's the secondary. That's like the the Luke the, the okay, last Jedi. Okay, one. okay, but it's half of it. The half I of that know. poster is like the Hot Toys Palpatine. I I think something's gonna happen with Hot Palpatine. Toys Palpatine. Hot Toys Palpatine. <laughs> and, 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 like, and I don't collect those, but I'm guessing that came out like 
years ago. Yeah. And, it's, and sp- very specifically based on Return of the Jedi. So, like, that's <laughs> what he looks like. Unless... But remember, the posters are not there for the four of us. The posters are there for the filthy casuals as they walk by and go, like, like I can imagine Zanger saying it right now with his daughters, Star Wars! That's it's yeah. it's for it's like, for the forty five year old people to see that, and for the fifteen year olds, it's not there for us. But there's no precedence for using a you know a thirty five year old version of a character on a new movie poster. Like that'd be like having a gold C three PO on an episode one poster. You know what I mean? Great. It's it's ridiculous. I I think something's good. The fact that okay, going back to what you said about the whoever it was, the Hasbro person saying, "Oh, we're Kate, we're keeping most of this hidden because of spoilers and stuff." I don't believe that either because remember, as you guys know, with the Force Awakens and then with the Last Jedi, when those movies came out, everybody wanted a Luke Skywalker figure from what he looked like at the end of the movie. And both times, the entire toy industry said, "We learned about that iteration of the character the same time you did." I think about the, the there's still one. What, two great Luke Skywalker figures. There's the the vintage collection, and there's the Funko Pop. And I think maybe the SH Figure Arch just came out, or it's, you can't, it's you can't out. be counting the Funko Pop. But I like I, I see know. what you're saying. But yeah. that's what I mean, though, is that like, oh, Hasbro claims that they keep this stuff under such lock and key that they don't get to see it until like like only the the top executives get to see it. So then that's yeah, I believe ha- it. I believe it. You know why? Because like when these when when these things get manufactured. Like in China, like that's where the stuff first leaks out. Like the the like the the environment we're living in now, like nothing stays under wraps. Like the second that that thing is complete in package, some guy in China takes a picture of it and puts it online. Like sure. it's so Constable so Zuvio. You can't you can't you can't keep it under wraps. So that's I I really believe them that they they're they're put under those time constraints, and that's why you don't see these figures come out till basically the next film is out. Because th- that's just the f- speed of information these days. But with that being said, and how can you be the Hasbro person and say, oh, we're keeping 70% of our stuff under lock and key because it's spoilers? Because if that's the ca- may- maybe they've maybe there's a financial agreement as to the number of figures that are going to come out for the property. But if that's the case, I think, though, the, then- I think a Christmas push is going to be a wave two, and it has to be. Uh, mid early December because they have to cash in on this Christmas. They have to, there's especially be a lot because more yeah, especially because there's a, the a larger delay between films this time. They should have some projection of when they're going to push out the rest of this stuff. But if that's the case, though, we would start to see. I, I know, like again, Chris, you probably follow Yak Face and a bunch of the the rumors people when it comes to toys. If that were the case, we would have start hearing about stuff because I know the only thing that's ambiguous tonight, right now, when it comes to toy rumors, is that there's like a Vader's Challenge set that's somewhere something on the horizon. But if we had, like, imagine, I think we Zenger and I joked about it a couple of like. Uh, during the Vanity Fair stuff, it's like we have Kylo Ren and Rey dueling on the Death Star. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a two pack, whether it be three and three quarter inch, six inch, or the new Galaxy of Adventure, which I think is, I think it's, already did come out. It's not gonna be three and three quarter because there's but, like yeah, it's just not gonna trying, be that. But what I'm trying yeah. to say though is that like something like that is just begging for them to sell a two pack or a multi pack. And can you imagine when we go see that's, this movie? And that's gonna be your. Yeah, or or what about Dark Ray figure? Like, if, if right, sure. it's not a three and three quarter Dark Ray, that's a real missed opportunity. A great opportunity for me to to ask you something. I don't know how you guys have how much you've been paying attention to the vintage collection stuff, but the one of the releases on Force Friday, I guess two of them, 
were X-Wings. Yes. And, and it's like, so let's think about this for a minute. So I don't, like, I really, something something at my core really hates the sequel trilogy X-Wing and TIE Fighters. They made this Black Series 6-inch TIE Fighter. It's like, it's kind of like the vintage TIE Fighter, but it's kind of, kind of, sort of different but we should have just made the vintage tie fighter if we were going to release a gigantic version of it but um that's none of my business but um so there's that and then there's this x-wing that's like a hundred dollars ish and i would and and they've already done the the original trilogy version perfectly which is the other one the the uh a new hope version that's the new hope version luke x-wing that came out at the same time i'm guessing i don't know if you guys saw any of those for sale but i saw some guys bought them um so that's a reissue of a much older uh, mold so so you have this new x-wing coming out at the same time as that original trilogy x-wing now I know they like there's this they have this problem where it's like they feel like they have to I guess the the rules come down from Disney but they feel like they have to support Rise of Skywalker but like say if we had got like a Razor Crest instead of that Poe Dameron X wing like I like literally no, like no character in Star Wars makes me feel less than Poe Dameron <laughs> like I have no mm-hmm. like I have no thought about him sure. whatsoever like I can't. I couldn't get excited about anything in his life. Like Cass Calrissian Andor is far more interesting than Poe Dameron. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Like not even close, right? Like Calrissian Andor is like he's worried about sending sending transmissions in Imperial territory, whereas like Poe Dameron's like like messaging Maz Kanata while like the First Order's shooting at him like two feet away. <laughs> and like like so like one guy like Calrissian Andor exists in the real world almost, and Poe Dameron's just like. I don't know what this guy's up to, but like, anyways, I couldn't, I couldn't be less interested in him. Right. So they're going to put out this X wing, which is like kind of a design we've already had. They put out some three and three quarter sequel trilogy X wings before, but they were smaller. They were cheaper. They weren't like the vintage collection quality. Right. But like, if this were, was a razor crest from the Mandalorian, I would have been punching nerds this morning <laughs> to get it. Mm hmm. But with a, they got to take the risk, man. Maybe that's something they're gonna put out like, before. But 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 have you guys seen anything in the marketing for Rise of Skywalker so far that like that like is there a des- is there a vehicle design in everything we've seen so far that that could fill that gap? No, no, not even no, the, the upgrade to the wrench ship or anything. I mean, all, all he did was throw in A wings and Y wings and kind of cleaned them up a little bit. So you know what? Even if it was a really nice A wing, like I might have been fighting some guys so morning. many though <laughs> but like i, I have a but like I have a really some, nice one already there's just something so like so infuriating about a poe dameron x-wing that's like so unexciting i don't know <laughs> and i will say I, his force awakens version of it the the regular three and three yeah. quarter version i got for my kid it is just a piece of garbage it's yeah just, so it's, it's so they it, look don't don't get me wrong like, it looks expensive it looks super detailed it looks great i just don't care about poe dameron so like when that's the first words on the package like i'm already out and then it's like <laughs> it's sort of orange and it's like they're oh by the way we're we're re-releasing luke's original trilogy x-wing the same day and they're both a hundred dollars mm. please pick one you can put but, Luke in it. It's okay if you want that. You can put Luke in it. It's almost like Poe Dameron should have died when they because I liked oh, him oh, don't, in yeah, the Force course. Awakens. No, he should have died at the point where they wrote him to die because everything after that is not really good. Well, what's like, with what's, his character? What's, 
what's terrifying about that is it it like the fact that we even know he was supposed to die at that point just is a window into the madness of the structure and the writing of this trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> but like it's just like we'll throw everything out the window because Oscar Isaac is the guy who was cast as this character. That's basically I would have loved him if the last thing we knew was him naming Finn. But, it, and, but it's you know, like could have dedicated his existence to him and they could have focused on one character more. But it's, but it was literally like Oscar Isaac is hot right now, so that character didn't yeah. die there. It's that's like, what, well, he's that's what Han Solo. Down. He's your Han Solo. But it's like, well, Han Solo is in this movie. We don't need <laughs> little one. We have the actual Han Solo in this and, one. And, he's, and, and we see that he's progressed as an individual in 30 years barely at all. So we don't even need someone to fill <laughs> that gap as a character. You know what I mean? Like, he's still that same guy. As I listen to all this, I look at my six-inch TIE fighter, and then I look at my Poe X-Wing from The Force Awakens, and then look at my Resistance X-Wing from The Force Awakens, and, and just reflect upon all the poor choices I've made up to this point in my life. Listen, so, like, 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 so you guys are talking about, like, how, how a lot of people were clamoring for the merchandise at when The Force Awakens came out. Like, so, like, I got caught up in that, but I sort of just started collecting the vintage stuff instead of what was coming out. It's kind of weird. Like I like like I do have a lot of uh, vintage Canadian packaging stuff, but like it really started with that Force Awakens hype train. Like for some reason, I was just like, "That's the stuff I should probably be picking up." Yeah, well, the stuff isn't going anywhere. Well, yeah. again, again, you've introduced a lot of content. There's a lot to chew on there. The first being when it comes to like the, the X-Wings, the, the Poe X-Wing and the re-released Luke X-Wing. Well, I heard what was like about a month ago when I think Yak Face reported on it. And they're like, oh, we're re-releasing the Luke X-Wing. And I looked up because I have, as everybody knows, I have all my ships hanging above my head very precariously waiting to bludgeon me in my sleep mm. one night. Oh, no, it's, it's worth it, though. I only, did I mention a couple like months ago like where I sit? I sit right under the Millennium Falcon. And, like, one you have a <laughs> Yeah, it actually, it, it, wow, it fell, but I got lucky and I wasn't sitting under it. And I said, Wow, that was lucky. And then <laughs> right above my bed, I have the X Wing. I have the, again, Chris, Good you're luck. the expert here. I have the 2006 Saga Collection 2 Dagobah X Wing. And I looked up at it and then looked at the pictures online. And I said, Oh, yeah, I already have this. And I bought it for like $50. 13 years ago so i don't need this and then i looked at the poe candy corn x-wing and don't get me wrong if that was like 50 bucks i would have been all over that today it's beautiful it's it, uh, it's really beautiful but it's just like i would be punching guys for the razor crest razor no because this is what hasbro's doing hasbro learned something i know everybody talks about with hasbro modern collecting that the golden age was 2007 to what 2012 that's that's the golden age of Hasbro collecting. I, I get I get behind that, but but this is the thing though. Oh, well, that was oh, that when thought. the vintage collection first came on, right? But that's when super yeah. articulated, Wait. amazing figures were like the only thing they were doing. Because you know what happened was they went to the Revenge of the Sith was done. Lucas told them, "All I have on the docket is this animated TV series. Do with do with that what you will." And so they figured, okay, we got to keep the fans on board. And this was a very specific time because I was in 2007. I was 14, going on 15 years old. I had again, like I, I as infamously as Porg Knight once said, didn't Zach once bail on a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament for Star Wars Toy Day? And I did. Like I sat there, got a shopping cart, and did like, oh good lord! I just took like my entire arm, said okay, all into the cart, and it was glorious. 
But by 2006 or seven, think about it, Clone Wars wouldn't come out wouldn't come out for like a year. That wasn't even announced as like officially as a thing until I think Celebration 2007. So they needed to tide people over. So what they did was they went back during that like 2007 period, and they they retooled it. Yes, we also got think of all the like we got. That's when we got Revan, we got Malik, we got the Anakin with the blue Clone Wars yeah. slug tattoos we mm. got yoda and kai buck we got the holiday special boba fett is like the first time as a three and three quarter inch figure yeah. and what and i and i think what hasbro's doing Target had a lot of good stuff too i remember they had that sarlacc pit uh set and it's real crappy but it was cool to actually have a sarlacc toy and and they had a cool wampa and stuff had a lot and later clone war ships and stuff yo okay i'm getting to my point that was just the lead up again everything has to be yeah. drawn out with me hold the thought <laughs> Was that think about though? But before we got all those nice things between 2007 and 2012, think of I don't want to say crap, but think of all the mediocre product we got before then that we later had to update. And that's why I think Hasbro is going to start doing starting next year until the who knows where we'll be three years ago with insert Disney film here in the 85 streaming services. I don't know what's going to happen with those. But think about it. They're not going to re- – if they are going to do a Razor's Crest, they're going to do it very similarly to like what the Millennium Falcon was when The Force Awakens came out. It's Or like the Han Solo, Solo Millennium Falcon. It's going to be a vehicle that's designed for one figure. And as we all know, the Razor's Crest is basically the new Slave One. And that's what they'll do. I would imagine sometime probably – Probably in connection with the Blu-ray release of The Rise of Skywalker and maybe the Blu-ray release of The Mandalorian sometime in September of next year. We'll get a Razor's Crest, but it's going to be a very petite, low-quality one. And then guess what? By the time Mandalorian's like on its third or fourth season, then we'll get the HasLab grandiose version that for $400 it'll have IG-11's apartment. It'll have Cara Dune's, I don't know, uh, <laughs> wig boutique. Female quarters. Yeah, sure, whatever. It's going to have all these things. I think that's what Hasbro's doing. They realize they we, they know, like you said, Chris, we, you have us, the Star Wars fans, like the Boba Fett people, they're just, oh god, they're chomping at the bit no matter what this stuff is. They need to own it. And then and a year from now, or even longer, they'll release a better version that we all know that we'll have to upgrade to. Like, even you've seen the promo images for The Mandalorian. There's been at least three or four promo images where he's de- wearing a different set of armor in every single picture. We all know that come February, we're going to have the next iteration of his armor. And every single iteration of his armor is going to be one that we have to collect. So we have, it'll be like, it's going to be their version of Tony mm-hmm. Stark in the armors. We're going to have to collect the all the armors. The one where he's on the jungle planet, the one where he's on the snow planet, the one where he's on the other desert planet. Exactly. Well, I think that's that's what they're going to do. Hasbro realizes that they're that less and less people are buying toys for the exact reason you mentioned. We get burned out, and most of this stuff isn't really good anymore most of it's kind of satisfying at best so they got to keep hooking us and much like russ said we have the regular edition we have the first edition we have the carbonized edition look at the sith trooper they've released a sith trooper like four or five times already we had the comic-con version we had the 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 early release from amazon we have the carbonized version we have the first day of released version and we have four releases of a figure that we don't even know what the hell they do in the movie (laughs) <laughs> well, the only yeah. thing you're the only thing you're sort of leaving out there is that the uh, 
the line which featured that super lackluster solo Millennium Falcon, even the uh, Last Jedi A-Wing, which was kind of cool, mm-hmm. that whole line is just, that's done now. You're not getting any more of that stuff. Yeah. So it's either vintage collection or it's some really cheap hunk of plastic that you can't even put a figure in. Trey's might... a bummer about those ships. I'm looking right now, right next to me, I've got a uh, Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan's Jedi Starfighter. It's still in the box, but I've to actually hold those old like Revenge of the Sith uh, vehicles. They were still pumping out some pretty good stuff then. And that's and so those that mid-range vehicle, that's not a thing anymore. It's vintage yeah, collection. Those are the best. It's but it's but that's what I'm saying. So if it's gonna be a vintage collection. Yeah, but if it's gonna be a like VC Razor Crest, it's gonna be good. If it's going to be a HasLab Razor Crest. It's going to be good. Uh, like, who knows what you'd pay for it? But it can't be as it can't be half as big as the barge, so it shouldn't be that ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, but, but, but I, I see what you're saying. But that cheap, the cheap vehicle line is done. Like it's yeah. They're, no, they're no, not I doing, agree. Yeah. That's why. But that no. But what they're going to do though? No, because I think what's well, going they did to a be- speeder. I think right. Then they do a speeder for this. There's like a tread speeder. Well, yeah, but that's that's Galaxy the Galaxy. Adventures. Yeah. No, oh, think, wait, think, it's for those guys? I bought one yeah. of those today. Okay, all right. Well, like, it's got a figure on it that you can't remove, right? So, yeah, Oh, I, I, I actually have, I have a, uh, it, it looks like a big chopper bike, and it's a Luke Skywalker with R2-D2 on the back. It looks like an X-Wing, but it's like what? a big chopper. It's like a big chopper bike, like, pl- it's thick and plastic and used. Plus, what, just for like Russ, a li- what the hell did you buy today? I, I no, not today, that. not today. No, 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 I'm talking years ago. Sorry, oh, sorry, oh. sorry. It's just this weird... It, it like it looks like Luke could duel because he's got his lightsaber out on a chopper, but it looks like an X-wing. Very strange. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But, he's, bold, but, yeah. but he's folded See, to the the bike. That's why I brought it up. That that would have sold really well if it came out this morning. <laughs> but, Probably, uh, yeah. But, but no, they're, th- they're way past that kind of good stuff. But I do think though that yes, the uh, that's the weird thing though. It's like obviously Hasbro went all in with the Galaxy of Adventures because there was more of that today than I've seen anything else. But I do think even when it comes to, like, we mentioned the candy corn colored Poe Dameron X-Wing. I think that's going to be there because I think they figure that's a, an X-Wing's a safe bet. You, you, X-Wing's and TIE Fighters, safe bets. And then, two X-Wing's and no TIE Fighter? I also don't think any of those Not toys, no, none of those toys, the, the vehicles, showed up at any brick and mortar today. I saw one report that someone found the Poe Dameron candy corn colored X-Wing at a Barnes & Noble. And unless you got lucky and found it there, and they only have one, you had to resort to Amazon. They, and I went, they, had, they had them at that, that the Toys R Us I was at. Oh, but you, maybe, oh they did. But maybe like, maybe like two of each. Hmm. Something like that. But they did have them. And that, um, that that so and that uh that French uh Star Wars store I, I posted in the Facebook group, they those guys were unloading them too. Like even a comic shop could order these things. So it's really weird that you don't see them at Target and stuff like that. Yeah. I think well because think also too, look at all the weird stuff Hasbro's doing. Like you said, we have hundred dollar X Wars. Jabba's dungeon. dungeon. I saw that. Too. I mean, it looks great. It, it, if you're collecting those Haslab, like the big, the big uh, sail barge in the skiff was also released today, right? The skiff. You know, I got a, I got a quick confession to make. So I did oh, order, a, I did order a barge. Uh oh. And like, I sold it within a week of it showing up because it's just like, what the heck did I do, man? <laughs> like this, is, like I had some 
crazy dude roll up with his pickup truck and pay me $1,700 for it a week after it showed up. Really? And I was just like, I get this out of my place, man. Like I, like I have too much vintage stuff to like justify this. Too big, huh? Yeah. But like, but like, but, but it was, it was the FOMO, you know, like I was just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. It looks beautiful. But it's like, it's, it's four feet long and it's Jabba sail barge. And like I appreciate that it's as a as a as a as a design as like an achievement in toy design. It's really sort of an interesting thing. But um, I'll I'll be able to see those in comic shops for the next twenty years because enough bought them and they put them out on display, right? But it's just like a crazy thing to have in your home. It really is. <laughs> like I, I don't did know you, who these people are who can justify the room. Like, look, don't get me wrong. Did you keep I, yak face though? Did you no, get to keep your guy? No, absolutely not. Oh, they would, with it. Yeah, but 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 like I got a I got a vintage yak face, so I'm fine. But it's like, yeah. but like, just. Like, like I'm not making fun of people who 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 use up a lot of their living space for their collection. Like, I have an entire room of Star Wars. It's just like all vintage stuff. So, like, I can't, I like, I can't justify that much real estate for something like that. But I did buy one, and like, I had some lunatic come pay me three times the value, like immediately after it showed up. <laughs> That's great. People that wasn't, that wasn't the plan. Or had no. the money to get them at the time because yeah. flipping those was easy money for a little while. Maybe it's, it probably still has to. No, but I, convin- I convinced myself that I was going to open it and, <laughs> and and put it up and put figures on it. I even like I even bought a lot of the like rare quote unquote modern Jabba figures that like would belong on the barge. Like there's a lot that came out over the last twenty years, like the obscure background Jabba's palace guys, like. Like there was this whole phenomenon where those modern figures were shooting up to like a hundred dollars loose because yeah, of guys those... who wanted their barge to be full. Like it was a really yeah, those weird special edition, those special edition uh, musicians and stuff like that. that well, you was... never thought of exactly. And there was these two big guys like E Font Mon, and uh, there was another guy where there's just this hulking, hideous monster that's just like oh, barely yeah. in the shadows of Jabba's palace, <laughs> and they were going to like. 120 bucks each loose and these are like 2008 figures like it was a really weird like phenomenon yeah. where every guy had to fill their barge right wait, wait and like an old, i got an old power of the force r zing I, maybe i gotta get rid of that thing i don't never look no, at it might, in years. might be the right time but wait, i don't think you you said m font mon that was a job security guard yeah so how that like, that's a very uh, a lot i mean like i have i got a loose one but uh, if you got his cane, like you're, you're, I still you're, have uh, him. I still have him in packaging somewhere because I bought him like when I was like, I got him for like Christmas okay, when I was like ten years but old. Listen, listen. Even if it's a hundred dollars, even if it's a hundred dollars, look how ridiculous that thing is. Yes, it is. Like, like what? Like you have to really the appreciate. Bar need it. Yeah, you have to appreciate <laughs> the place in history we're at. So, like, what? Whenever that came out, two thousand seven or two thousand eight. Two thousand two. There's, there's a like a even crazier so like whatever whatever it is 20 some years after the film came out a preposterous big fat monster that like you're 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 like all of us remember seeing that guy but no like nobody who casually watched that film has any idea what that is and 20 years after the fact that comes out and it's three times the size of the average figure in the line it's completely (laughs) ridiculous like there's no other example of anything like this ever happening in history. So even if it's a hundred dollars, like like I I kept mine. Like I still have it. I sold the barge. I kept all that those figures because they're preposterous. They're amazing. 
yeah, now I'm, now I'm starting to rethink because I do have that one Sarlacc pit that was put out by Targa. And, and, and that trophy that was barge just People as would kill each other for that I, thing because nobody bro, wanted that bro. thing was a dog at the time. Okay, just take this. Just like I'm just going to say this for a window into the madness, but there's a Facebook group called We Back the Barge. And like I was in it, oh I was in God. it. I was I was in it because I backed the barge. But like it was literally like a dumpster fire. Like I just watched the madness ensue. Like those guys, like and like and like God bless them. I was one of them. Like I got on the hype train, but they're all crazy. Oh, that and guy. Yeah, that guy. Be- yeah. But isn't that beautiful? Look at that thing. That's amazing that that ever came out. <laughs> I, I, I like that the image that they used for the thing is clearly like a, like a Polaroid they took on set because that's the best image they had of it. It, it like, almost looks like the toy. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Maybe it's the toy. Maybe it is but, the toy. Yeah, exactly. It's the toy. It is a picture of the toy. No, the lighting is too horrible for right. it to be the picture of the toy. So, there was another There's another guy that's just I, as big that came I, out a few I, years I know later. who you're talking about. I, yeah. I can see him, but I can't think of his name. Yeah. Her, I'll find her, her, Hermy Odal. Yes. He yeah. was a thirtieth yeah. anniversary collection. Right. Yeah, I remember so that. like I got both of those guys. Like I was fully on the hype train, right? But it's <laughs> but it's but, but it's amazing that the, the it's amazing that those ever came out at all. Like what was going on at the time that they thought that was a wise decision as like a massive company? <laughs> yep. Look at that! Look at that guy! Look at his tongue coming out! He's just That's a great. blob. My biggest regret is not getting enough. This was right when I started getting really picky with what I was buying. And now I, 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 that, oh God, the 30th anniversary collection was so much fun. I bought that carded like while I was waiting for the barge at a comic shop. And I was like, so pleased with myself. Why <laughs> wouldn't you know, you comic be? shops did? Finally, we moved that thing. No one knew what and it was. And it was hanging off the card. It was taped. And I was like, I'm open it anyways. I don't care. Cause it's so heavy that it was like ripping itself apart. <laughs> Uh, that's glorious. After Twelve years, <laughs> absolutely glorious. So I have I have this guy. Wait, did I sell him in a yard sale? I figure he's probably worth something now too. That kind of looks like the the guy that comes with that Mandalorian ATST. Oh yeah, you're right. How about that? That's another one too. Is, is it, I thought his oh. name was Wolf. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Bless shifting you. shifting of gears. Question. Why is it that, considering that the Mandalorian is the greatest thing since sliced bread in the Star Wars universe, why is it that we're getting a Mandalorian ATST, yet we did not get a single vintage collection Mandalorian anything? Man, a vintage collection Mandalorian would sell like hotcakes. It's the same oh, reason. Oh, I want one. I don't uh, think about it. It's the same reason we're getting a very boring Poe Dameron's X-Wing. <laughs> they, have to, they have to focus on Rise of Skywalker. There's some. Is there a single fin besides uh, Galaxy of Adventure today? Is that the only uh, fin that came out? That's amazing. Uh, There's not a pop figure too. There's not enough figures coming out to justify a fin. That's amazing. There's really not. I think he has a Galaxy Adventure. He definitely is not on a vintage collection card. I don't think he's ever been on one. If I uh, if I'm correct. I don't think I've ever seen him. Did they they do a Black Series fin like back in the three three quarter inch? Oh, okay. they might have yeah, those they, smaller the ones. Walmart, yeah, probably so, the Walmart yeah. exclusive yeah. ones. Yeah. Well, yeah, back yeah. when they were a Walmart exclusive. Yeah. yeah. They did. I uh, forgot that Black Series even bothered with three and three quarter. That was confusing. Well, I think they Good felt hats, bad, bro. I think they felt bad about like literally <laughs> regressing all the technological improvements they made, so they had to keep it alive somewhere. Like, <laughs> like they they couldn't step fully twenty years backwards by making five POA exclusively. 
All right. Speaking of Hasbro and the line, this is another question I want to ask Chris. Okay. Considering that it seemed like based on today's product launch and just like Chris, you've probably seen the interviews at the star Wars Hasbro team. Does it like toy fair and comic cons? They could not be less engaged. Like they look like they're about to go to their own execution. And it makes me wonder, and considering that what the licensing deal with Hasbro expires next year, and we have three years between Star Wars films, is there a possibility that Disney doesn't license out the, fil- the, the toys and they try to do it themselves? Kind of like what they're doing with Toy Box at the Disney stores. Mm. Oh, a, a little while ago, I wouldn't have been surprised by that, but um, the Disney store did have a series of figures that's pretty comparable to the Black series. I think it's called disney uh, it's a, elite, a, a elite yeah like yeah so like yeah. but they've scaled that back massively so they've obviously realized that nobody is buying those or something because they used to have a ton for each film they did none for solo and then since solo they put out four droids that were mostly repaints i think mm-hmm. so i'd be surprised if they would totally shift gears and think we should just do all this action figure stuff ourselves since we're already doing such a great job of it that we totally cut the lines that we were working on so like but i mean like maybe like is there an ex- is like i don't know if disney has product that they push out through like walmart and target that's produced by them in the same fashion that the stuff at the disney store is well interesting thing i know that this is something probably everyone knows already uh there's a good chunk of targets doing a like disney store in target Sounds so, like a good idea for them. So I'm sure that the Star Wars stuff will spill over. This Frozen push is another thing to show, like, hey, you know, see, this is a viable idea. Yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking, though, is that because it just seems like Hasbro just doesn't care anymore. Like before, the, they, they had their moments where it was like, oh, like when Rebels was like happening, it's like, well, oh, we're getting like two figures and you should be happy with that. Now it just feels like they're kind of just going through the motions for the sake of doing it. I feel like they're just sitting there counting piles of money and someone's telling them something they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Well, the the guy who was in charge of Star Wars at Hasbro recently stepped down. His name was Steve Evans, I think. And like that guy kind of seemed like he knew what was up. <laughs> but like ever <laughs> since ever since he's been on the track, like the like if you watch like the their convention q and a's from a couple years ago compared to the like the most recent one like right now you have this like super weird corporate guy like who just sounds like he's like a voice box where with pre-programmed messages <laughs> and like the previous guy like the steve evans guy kind of sounded like he knew what he was talking about and like for example like there's this like going back to that ridiculous um six inch boba fett with the kenner colors that i just gave away for some figures that i could easily buy anytime just to get them early um going back to that like on the back of it there's this egregious factual error referencing the vintage kenner boba fett where they say that like his paint was really weird the paint colors on the original fett were really weird but but eventually they realized how non-screen accurate they were and they changed them in 1980 to reflect how he looks in the film which is a fact that's completely made up and exists nowhere so like whoever wrote that on the back of that black series fed just totally made it up and like this is something that happened like just recently right so like i messaged uh this guy on instagram this steve evans guy on instagram i was like hey you shouldn't let your interns like 
totally make up facts and put them on the back of black series figures. <laughs> and and he actually replied to me. He's like, Oh, you know what? I'll have to look into that. That actually makes no sense. But he never said anything. Past I'll get that. a recall going. Yeah. But like, so they moved him off of it. And like, it's amazing that like within months you start getting the level of care that results in, let me just totally make up a fact from 1980. You know what I mean? So like, there is something to that where they're going through the motions. Cause like, like if you're going to do something like that, the guys who are working there now, like they have no connection to the material. Well, okay. This is a thing I've been saying for years on this podcast now, and I'm glad you brought it up was that and a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their head around it, especially star Wars fans is the notion that there are people working on this stuff that don't particularly like the thing that they're working on. But with that being said, considering that like the toy industry is currently in a transition point, why wouldn't Hasbro reach out to people like people like you, Chris? Obviously, you're much more of a you have your finger on the pulse of this than the three of us do. Why don't they reach out to people like you and be like, oh, even I'm not saying that you work for them as in like it's your nine to five job, but even like you consult every other Tuesday from like two to four p.m. Like, why don't they reach out? Are they just that arrogant, or is it just like you know what we think we we know is best? Uh, what we think we know is best. Everybody else should follow that same example. Well, it's it's funny you say that because there's even guys like there's even guys like, for example, maybe you guys, some of you have heard of the site from Forlom to Zuckus, which is like a modern figure website where they just sort of cover current Hasbro news. And the guy who runs that is like he gets free packages, gift packages from Hasbro of all the new stuff. They just send him. They just send it to him because they've realized he's just a beacon of positivity who never really gets excessively negative about anything they do. So he, they send that stuff to him, but even that guy's getting disenfranchised lately. Like, like, like he can't, he can't, he can't hide his true feelings about some of this stuff. And, um, it's, it, it's weird that they don't reach out to it to us because like, you'll get even things like there's Disney licensed, like there was a puzzle and some, some other print material that came out. And within the last year, that was like a field of vintage Star Wars figures. And like a lot of there was a lot of weird stuff, like some of the weapons were wrong. And like there was a few modern figures in there. It's just stuff that like if you asked one guy who knew anything about it, even even if you asked Kevin Foggy about it, he would know the correct answer to this stuff. <laughs> but like but like but they just asked no one and they printed it I and will sold say. it. Yeah, and, and they and, do strange things like what about the Jim, I know you've probably seen that poster that was uh, released at five below where it's a great poster of a bunch of vintage figures, but they're like all incomplete. Like it's half all of this, them, it's they the don't. same marketing company. It's the same images. It's, they printed it on it's, like it's five so different easy. Things. Yeah, it, those images. But it's like you. But anyone who's ever worked at an office, like these guys, they they there's people who strive to be marketing people, and they they get marketing jobs. It has no bearing whether they care about Star Wars or not. But okay, but it's interesting you bring up the Marvel thing. Can't we all uh, relate to that a little bit? Like, are you super passionate about everything you work on? Like, hell some yeah, of the, some of the like stuff the I am. No, but well, I think that I think there's a difference there because, like, yes, I agree with you. We're, like everything we do in life, at work or whatever, you can't be passionate 100 percent of the time. I concede that we're all human. But with something like Star Wars, all you got to do basically is kind of like, I don't know, throw a stone outside a window and chances are you'll hit someone who has some sort of affinity for the it's, brand. It's like Chappelle's <laughs> show. It's like it's like when Cha it's like Chappelle's show. I'll do it for free, chicken. Just ask me, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like, 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 yeah, like, I love it so much. Just ask me the answer and I'll tell you, you don't have to pay me. 
Okay, you mentioned the four Londazuckus people, and you have that, and you look at like what's going on with the Marvel part of Hasbro, where I, you know, if anybody follows Shardimus Prime, he has his big time letdown Spider-Man figure, and then they 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 think they this past fall they're re-releasing that with a whole new like like repainting it and everything. And during their presentation at Comic-Con, they actually like highlighted him, brought him like in front of the crowd and gifted him the very first one of this new design after how he kind of, not that he bitched and moaned. That's not what he did. He was, he was doing it. He was trying to be playful with it, but that kind of became his like calling card, big time let down Spider-Man. And they redid the entire figure and they made like a really big, I don't want to say ceremony, but they made it a big deal. Like, okay, we realized we did wrong. This guy brought it to our attention and because of him bringing it to our attention in a positive way, we're re-releasing it for everybody. And then you have the, the Star Wars Hasbro people where, like you said, it's like talking to a brick wall. It's like, oh, so like we know you can't talk about the Rise of Skywalker. Well, like what big things do you have like on your like coming out for us in the next year that you can talk about? We have currently the six-inch line, the Galaxy of Adventure line, and the Vintage Collection. Like, there's no enthusiasm for it. So, I so you can't blame like Hasbro because if they're if they're competent enough to hire people excited about the Marvel brand, there's no reason why they can't find Star Wars people. Unless, and this is always the million-dollar question now: How much of this is Disney telling them you can't do this? How much does Disney kind of have like the hose? And it's kinked downwards so nothing could come in and out of it. Whereas the Marvel people clearly don't have that sort of like gag order. Yeah, Marvel probably doesn't have the history, probably especially with the toys too. And maybe Disney is looking at the, the toy collecting community, and there's so many factions of modern, vintage, uh, the ICC, uh, all this. Uh, st- these people that have a lot I mean a lot of them don't get along. Uh, maybe they just, I don't know, maybe they are just off put by the whole. That the, this, the pre-existing Ross, scene. Ross, does Disney care about the Star Wars collecting community and that sort of like? No, that's why they're away? not asking them. They saw them and said, "No, thank you." You know, Probably. you know how you know is because you look at how many barges sold. <laughs> it gives you an idea of how many lunatics there are out there, and it's not that many. I was like, what, sixteen hundred? I mean, how many were made? Maybe like oh, eight thousand, five, six, that eight thousand, less than Close. ten. 000. Oh, eight thousand. Yeah, that's not a lot. Still, that's not a lot. That's, we that's were ta- yeah, we're talking basically worldwide, though. Well, okay, but think about that too for a second, because I again, I have some understanding. This is a couple years old now information, but back when I used to follow like really closely, like with NECA and stuff, and when Randy on, from NECA would really explain how the toy industry worked, it used to be like producing a run of something a toy of five thousand was typically like like a low print run but not like exclusive or like limited it was kind of like the toward the low end of a print run of something so the fact that they got eight thousand give or take a couple hundred orders of a five hundred dollar four foot job of sale barge i think that shows that there's still some excitement in the star wars collecting community there is but i think it has to be something because you look at it, like you were saying chris the four, uh, I'm sorry, the $100 candy corn Poe Dameron X-Wing. Like everybody says, it's a really cool looking vehicle though, but it's not worth $100. It's well, probably. And we all know we, and we all know we're going to get it for, for uh, 10 bucks on clearance in a few yes. months. Just like that giant X, I uh, just it. like that giant TIE fighter you were talking about. I could have got it for $15 and I still didn't want it. I was like, I just don't need this thing. But the thing I think what's going to come down to is that if they do want to get people back on board at the price point that they want to charge, which is definitely inflated, is that they're going to have to do things ambitious. 
And that's where I, it's like, okay, candy corn colored Poe Dameron X-Wing. I guess it's a step in the right direction. It's not like a like we were talking before with the the, the first order stormtrooper on the little motorcycle bike that's like glued on there. It's better than that, but at the same time, it's th- there's clearly demand. So let's say like let's let's take Chris's example. Uh, what Chris? How much do you think a, a three and three quarter inch vintage collection Razor's Crest would cost? In the same vein as like a Jabba sail barge, what two fifty three hundred? I don't like I don't, I don't know no. if we have a I don't know if we have a good idea of the scale, but I don't think it's that big. Yeah, I, I I think of it as a slave one kind of scale. Yeah. I, for a three and three quarter basic, I wouldn't pay listen, more than like listen, sixty or something like that. I like if it was a hundred and twenty like Canadian, so like you know, like seventy whatever it is, seventy dollars US, eighty, ninety. But uh if it was around a hundred bucks, I would have been I would have been all over it. But I don't think but, it needs to be that much bigger than an X-wing. Like I don't know. Oh, like they okay, have, but, uh, keep, but keep in mind though, this is this is Disney Hasbro. Everything has to be inflated in price, because okay, but look at this job of sale barge though. I didn't hear one person for five hundred dollars, including shipping, complain about the price of the sale barge. What did they learn, or whoever designed the pricing for the sale barge? What did they know? That the people doing the price points for the X-Wings not know. I saw all four <laughs> four or less of those <laughs> X-Wings sell this morning. So like uh, they must have figured it out to some degree. They just make very few of them and the extreme nerds buy them. I don't but know. That's, but that's what for, I mean that's though. A, that's, a, that's a buy for a kid for Christmas present kind of too. Uh, mm. a, a ship, like I didn't see a lot of kids last with this it. morning. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. No, because it's October. This is our time, and they can get yeah. it in December. But no, but that, but the point being is that okay, th- yes, there's always going to be people that want stuff. When it comes to Star Wars, there are completists out there. There are people right now that are buying four or five different Sith troopers to complete their collection. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking more about like again the Jabba sail barge. That I would imagine there's people that probably didn't collect Star Wars for 15 years that saw the sail barge and pulled the trigger on that. And yes, I get there's nostalgia. There's nostalgia with the sails barge because Chris, you probably know, like for the collecting forms for the last 30 plus years, that was always the running joke. Anytime Hasbro gave us something we didn't want, the joke was, oh, they give us X, but they still won't give us Jabba sail barge how many years later yeah that's because there's even even going back further than that like there was pre-production material from kenner like from the 80s where they were like well maybe we should make a sail barge so like there's guys who got a hold of that like 15 years ago who haven't stopped thinking about it since so that's part (laughs) of that eight thousand people who bought it right well that one did come out with that star like I was talking about earlier. It did come with a kind of crappy sail barge. Well that's a that's a skiff. That's not a sail barge, sir. Oh it's just skiff. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, what a right. noob. Right. What a mind. loser. Oh, hey, Get out of here. Get out of here, Rod. Get they out of here. Out and, and and by the way, well, that came the, out with a skiff just now. And too. by and by the way, that the skiff that that Sarlacc came with is the same mold as the 1985 skiff. That's how little mm-hmm. they were trying even then. So it's like like the vintage vehicles they continued re-releasing them for ages like 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 even when the the they put out an X-wing in 95 it was just the vintage X-wing with a little bit better paint details but that skiff lasted until like 2008 like the 85 skiff they the last time they released it was probably 2008 so they finally made a new one 30 years later yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, like, but again, like okay, Razor's Crest. How many people though 
And you gotta keep in mind, like I said, the Hasbro Disney way, everything has to be jacked up in price. A Razor's Crest would probably have to, because it would have more plastic than an X-Wing. And an X-Wing mold is also, I would imagine, it's it's not that it's okay. It's because of the guns. It's small. It's not a lot of it's not a lot yeah. of material for the for the visual yes. size of it. Yes. So a Razor's Crest, a vintage collection Razor's Crest would probably be two hundred, right? Probably two based on okay, putting your Putting yourself in their shoes would probably be what 200 250. I would have been thinking about it at that price, like it'd be close, like I might but have got. But that's the question, though. Then why aren't we getting it? Considering that the okay, Disney has a lot more writing on the Mandalorian than they do the, at the Rise of Skywalker. Let's be really pessimistic here. Rise of Skywalker comes out. Let's believe, let's believe the narrative that The Last Jedi, uh. Irredeemably ruined Star Wars Rise of Skywalker opens to $100 million and it crash and burns Somewhere in the ballpark of like a Justice League It makes money but not enough To justify its existence Okay you know what if Rise of Skywalker Bombs Disney will say okay we tried With the sequel trilogy we're moving on With Benioff and Wise and, Or whatever who knows maybe they'll be fired By then but if the Mandalorian Bombs that has a bigger implications because that's the flagship of the streaming service. Like I would, like we were talking earlier, like the same reason why, like why wasn't there a Knight of Ren at the the openings this morning? Why wasn't there a Mandalorian giant Lego figure? Why wasn't there a Watto or Darth Maul sized Mandalorian? Something because, like that. Because there's a corporate mandate to prioritize Episode Nine. I don't think so, though, because episode nine, they're still not marketing episode nine for the most part. Well, there's a giant two months. There's a giant ray with a light up lightsaber store display. <laughs> so there's not a Mandalorian light up that's store I mean. display. But that's OK. But this is the question that we keep asking ourselves on this podcast. And it's, and it's rhetorical to the point we're going blue in the face. But it's that. Is it the idea that, okay, Star Wars can just rest on its laurels of being Star Wars, which we know is not the case, or is it the notion also that, do they not care, or is it that, okay, the streaming service, we've duped everybody into thinking that the entire Disney canon of how many millions of things on there, whether it be the cat from outer space, or to rerun, or Lloyd in space, the cartoon, it's going to sell itself regardless. Like I don't know. I feel like there should be a lot. Considering that all like, all these things have weight on their shoulders, they're not putting any sort of marketing power behind it. But then we have Frozen Two, which is the first true Disney animated sequel. Think about it. In the history of Disney animated films, we never got a proper Lion King Two. We never got a proper Be- Beauty and the Beast Two. Whoa, whoa, whoa! All those what you, VHS tapes and stuff. Or not? Whoa, I said whoa, proper. Whoa, whoa. I said proper. Whoa, whoa. Little Mermaid Part Five. Revenge of Jafar. Like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Th- those are the fever dreams of Michael Eisner back in the nineties. Um, but no, but I'm just trying to say those that like think about Frozen is the very first ever. Disney animated film sequel that has just as much oomph put behind it as any of the other projects. It's not considered mm. subpar, sub tier. Maybe that, Toy Story. But, well, that's Pixar. Pixar. No, Pixar's its own thing. Pixar. Sort of. Pixar's yeah. its own thing. All right. That's what I'm saying, though, is that Frozen got the attention this morning that Star Wars should have gotten. Frozen's going to sell regardless of how many little rock man plushes they have. There's a whole new generation of kids is hooked on Elsa and Anna. Whereas the new generation isn't, clearly by what you were saying, Chris, the new generation isn't hooked on Poe Dameron, 
Finn. Yes, Ray has an audience. I'm not arguing. I know people love Ray, but it does not have the audience that I, I would imagine. Like Zenger, if you gave your one of your daughters right now a El, uh, Anna or Elsa doll or a Ray doll, which one would they go towards first? The younger ones. Oh, man, you know I can test this tomorrow. <laughs> you do yeah, that. Record it. But that's but that's what I mean though. Frozen does as weird as it sounds. Frozen doesn't need the attention. Star Wars is the thing where, like, okay, another example. Everybody knows I love uh, my but, theme park uh, stuff. But, okay, okay, the more I think about it, they're more in love with the original trilogy, though. That's the thing. But that's because you guys are giving it to them. Let's pretend that they're that. The, the, the kids these days don't have their parents shoveling this stuff down their throat like obviously Russ is with his kids and you are with you and Z, uh, Alexander. I, I, I take offense to that. We're letting them choose the right choices. <laughs> I just 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 imagine being a kid right now and it's like why are those two why are those, why are those two X wings different? <laughs> Kids don't know what toys are, Chris. Come on, they they would see a toy and be like, "What's that? Where do I plug my iPhone into it?" You're right. But they like, just ask, "Is he the bad guy? Is that the bad guy ship?" Yeah, that's the. It's bad like no, that's the same, a different that's, color. That's the same ship, but thirty years different in the canon, son. <laughs> oh, it's a, oh, that's for old man. It's a handicap ship. Yes, it's the handicap ship. For, oh, because these movies always have this old guy who walks on camera, and I'm supposed to be like. Who's this old guy? He looks bad. Uh, yeah, yeah, Han Solo. But you, lo- oh no, no, Han Solo is the cool guy in the other one. Oh, never mind. But, these are the okay. conversations we have with these. <laughs> no, but okay. This is another point I want to bring up. This is kind of going like veering off into left field for a second. But look at it this way: Galaxy's Edge. The, the narrative is Galaxy's Edge is bombing. Nobody wants to go to Galaxy's Edge because, again, as I joked earlier, Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson are on I-4 in Orlando giving out free tickets because nobody wants to go. That's how bad it is. But look at, look at it for a second. Galaxy's Edge was based around Star Wars that's not tied to anything that that's easily recognizable. We have Bot 2, we have Doc Ongdor, we have Ooga Booga, and we have uh, Savi's Workshop. And these are all... They built a whole Star Wars thing based on non-recognizable Star Wars iconography. I'm getting Whereas, fired up. And that yes, mm-hmm. but look, but look at what <laughs> happened in 2014 okay, when they built the Frozen ride at Epcot. They basically did a one-to-one recreation of the movie. If you go on the Frozen ride at Epcot, it's essentially replaying the events of the film. It's nothing new, and I wonder. Do it's you like, let what it go? Is, Yes, you do. You do let it go at one point. You let it go backwards wow. in the little log canoe that you ride in. Okay. And that's and that's where I wonder though, is that like what is Disney's thought process behind all this? Like, do they I get it. They, I totally okay, get you it. Do. Okay. I totally get thing. it. Hot ready are you ready for like a patented like hot take? Okay. Oh, oh man, I buckle love in. Everybody buckle a patented in. Zenger hot right, take. Oh yeah, boy, I'm I'm saying this. Okay, so like like I hope you I hope you get behind what I'm saying here, Zinger. Ho- hopefully, hopefully it's right. up to your standards. All right, I'm, I I'm think right there. they're low. Don't worry, they're very low. I think that Batu is a more interesting planet than any of the planets featured in Force Awakens. Whoa, because can I can How remember? Many it. First, we go of all, to first, the Force first, Awakens? Of, first of all, I can remember its name, so that's good. Like Three, it, it, it has a it has a an, a look that's not deliberately trying to emulate an original trilogy planet. So that's also right. interesting right. and good. All right. 
And um, I I get a sense of what that planet is, the the feeling of it, the culture of it. Whereas Jack, who is fake Tatooine, and the other ones don't even have like a, they don't even have buildings like sky like Starkiller bases. It has snow on it. Remember snow, guys? <laughs> Remember a base being on a snow planet? So like Ooh. I'm all like I'm all about uh, like I I like. I totally, I'm totally fine with Batu being a new place because, like, it kind of has its own feeling to me, and, and you know, I'm, I'm almost such, a, like a, like a quote unquote canon nerd that, like, say if Galaxy's Edge was supposed to be like Moss Eisley or something, all I would think about was the flaws when I went there. Ooh. Like, this is not accurate, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, right? <laughs> so, like, I'm totally cool with it, and I think they did an all right job. I haven't experienced it yet. Maybe I'll think differently once I do. But that's okay. But that's yes. Uh, I I agree with you. No, I think as time goes on, I God, it's been like almost a month now. I read that Black Spire like Batu book, and it made me appreciate it a lot more. That episode will release sometime in the next couple of months uh, when I get to it. Uh, but no, my opinion on Galaxy's Edge has improved. But my but my overall question though is that why is it that it's I don't, again, I don't want to say Frozen and Star Wars are the same thing. One's a very uh, mature property, the other one's relatively new. But why is it that there's such a weird, like, oh God, how they're, I don't want to say branding, but how they're marketing these things are so divergent. Whereas, again, you have the one thing at Galaxy's Edge, which is so removed, like you said, Chris, from the iconography, not iconography, but so removed from Star Wars as you think of it. And then you have the Frozen ride, which is tied to the narrative of the film. And then you have today, Triple Force Friday, or what was it, Rush or Zenger, you were calling your Triple Frozen Friday. Whereas, okay, we have Frozen merchandise, which is almost everything we've already seen before. It's the exact same thing. It's the Anna Elsa dolls. There's a bunch of Olafs. There's the little reindeer. And yet that's getting pushed. Yet the Star Wars stuff is one little tiny rack in the corner at Target. Well, it definitely says something about the little silos and bubbles we put ourselves in because you know what my number one source for news on the on Frozen Friday is? It's the Knights of Vader podcast. Yeah, I'd never sure. heard never heard of it before this evening. So and I gotta, it's it's it shows that we just sort of wrap ourselves in our individual social media bubbles, but I yeah. did did they have a was there a branded marketed name for the Frozen Friday? Like did it, did it have the the amount of of marketing money spent behind it as no, triple force Friday. That's that was the weird thing was that triple again it had oh god it had at least three or four times the amount of merchandise yet it was just there. That was the weird part. It's kind of like again well it's I just was, setting up for Christmas. This stuff and this is not this is just I mean the, come on this is these are Christmas presents for kids I think and it's it's weird to think that they would have those frozen stuff. Is there so much different stuff from the first film that, like, doesn't any little kid that had that, like, kind of almost grown out of it at this point? Are they, are kids well, still tr- that well, into Frozen? No, but, New kids. But, but that's, well, th- exactly. That's the point, though, is that they're doing this. Because think about it. Like, if, let's say, again, Zenger, you have, like, a litter of children. You you have your daughters. <laughs> and when you're, when Frozen 1 came out, how old were your daughters? The ones that were born by that time? Oh, since before you were born. Uh, he is correct. Uh, since before, what what year did Frozen come out? Twenty third November, twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Wow. Well, that's like an Avatar level gap between sequels, huh? 
That well, is. Um, I mean, they were into it. Like they loved. They weren't into toys, really, though. They they, oh. they had grown out of that. Yeah, stage. I think they're gonna learn that that kids don't like but, toys, but old, old, old nerds do. I think Frozen's kind of screwed up if they got that much stuff out. But the younger ones are very into the toys now. But okay, but the point I was trying to make though is that think about it. so let's say you have a six year old daughter when Frozen comes out in November twenty thirteen. Now she's twelve years old, and Zenger can probably attest twelve year old girls aren't buying stuffed animals anymore of, of Olaf or in the same way they did when they were six years old. Right? Correct. No, no. And that's the point, though, is that like like Chris was saying, is that the reason why there's a ton of Frozen merchandise that came out today is so that the six-year-olds, as of October 2019, buy the Frozen stuff. And that's my thing, though, is that why wasn't there just as much Star Wars stuff? So guess what? The six-year-olds that are now this age why can't they have it and that's the thing too is that like again there's this weird sort of emphasis being again it, i understand it, there's only so much marketing power to go around but why is it that frozen got the attention where i don't want to say that it doesn't need it though but frozen's gonna make a make a ton of money and sell a bunch of merchandise with a lot less effort than star wars needs right now like star wars needs that push up the hill and it's always that thing i keep saying that disney's doing disney's prioritizing every single one of, of uh, every single one of its other uh, silos like chris said then it it's like whether it be the kelly marie tran marie tran controversy versus the black panther one black panther got the preferential treatment star wars didn't frozen merchandise versus star wars oh. merchandise frozen got the treatment that star wars should have gotten as well i'm not oh. saying that star wars should be put on a pedestal though but it should be get the put same on a push you, you just mentioned something i've never heard of before you're saying there was a prioritization of controversies yeah, I know. No, I don't want to say controversies, but it's the idea that it seems like Star Wars always gets, I don't want to say the short end of the stick, but it's it's that notion that like Disney's not doing anything to fight for Star Wars. It seems to be out, and by I say Disney, I mean Lucasfilm as well. It's all the corporate yeah. hierarchy. It could be any, however you want to specifically. They don't make highlight. decisions without approvals. Yeah. It's but that's all- what I mean, though, is that like every single one of these other things got attention. Like even when my favorite example is when Moana came out. A couple years ago I saw that goddamn chicken Like every single like I don't care where I went Whether it be Target, Walmart At that point Toys R Us was still open Hey hey What? That's the chicken's name Oh is that what his name is? Yeah it's hey hey <laughs> Okay I didn't even know that I perfect. saw that I saw uh, Alan Tunick Oh was it? Oh good old K2? Yeah but he, he was the chicken But that's the thing though there By so the way this is not a joke That is 100% serious stuff All of that it's all true, all of it. I, I was, I was wait. I he waited the, the whole episode to put that in there. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> sure. Uh, but no, but that's my point, though. Is that like why? Why is it that Disney is it? Is it again? I know. I think Zanger and Russ have said it. Is it just the whole notion that it's, it's Star Wars? It'll take care of itself. And how much longer is that going to work or not work until Disney wisens up? I guess we're going to find out this December. Coming to theaters, Rise of Skywalker. But Rise of Skywalker is going to make a ton of money because they're going to sell it to the filthy casuals as the. I remember. They're so filthy. 
I yes, they are. I remember I went to go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I got a Rise of Skywalker preview, which I still don't understand, considering that the preview was like already like five months old. And like I remember who I, when I was with, it said on the screen the final film in the Star Wars saga, and the person next to me looked at me and was like, "What does that mean?" And I'm like, "Don't worry, I'll be fine." And <laughs> like, because it's because that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna do the same thing they did with like uh, Hollow. Uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 The same thing they did for Revenge of the Sith The same thing they did for Hunger Games You know, it didn't really work out for them In Twilight, and they're, they're going to sell it As the final film, and that's going to bring people in Like, you are going to have yeah, people Endgame yeah, it's well, that's its own thing because, yeah, but yeah, they are going to sell it as a finale, and finales tend to bring people back in because people are like, especially if they bring back the emperor, and Lord knows what's going to be in that that new trailer that comes out in the next couple of weeks. If they have one shot of Monster Mash doing his, it's all, it's all going as I have foreseen it. If they have one shot of that, you know how many people are going to go, oh wow, it's going to be almost as iconic as Chewie. We're home. It's going to be those sort of Order 66. Exactly. If you have a moment in this trailer where you have a Palpatine doing something, and it's very reminiscent of Return of the Jedi, where you have Kylo Ren and Rey, and it's the Emperor like on his throne. And we haven't talked about that yet, Zenger. Where's Palpatine going to sit in this? How do you update the throne? It's perfect. It's just a ton of the hilts of lightsabers melted together. <laughs> Whoa. Now, that'd be cool. It's like they stole that from some other. They stole it from Grievous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just a melted down Grievous. <laughs> but it's the, because there's only so much of him, though, it's not like a folding chair. So Palpatine's always uncomfortable. It's like it's just like, like a lump in it well, in the wrong spot. But especially after you had you had a Snoke chair, which was like kind of based on the like Ralph Macquarie Palpatine chair. So it's like it's like if only they had known they were gonna. Dust off Palpatine for this third round. They could have used that Ralph McQuarrie chair for him, but uh, they'll have to do something extreme. Uh, it's hard to imagine. Tune in next week, folks, to the Knights of Air podcast as we figure out what Palpatine's chair will look like in The Rise of Skywalker. We're not running out of ideas, I swear. <laughs> I can't believe they went with. I can't believe they went with the candy corn chair. Palpatine sits in Poe's X-Wing. That's why they made a $100 vehicle, Chris. Palpatine's going to sit in it. <laughs> he pops out like R2-D2. Like, ah! <laughs> well, well, but, but it's an interesting thought, right? Because like they kind of they kind of burnt the throne room sequence in Last Jedi. So like I like visually, I'll be kind of disappointed if it's like so... If it's repetitive to that point where it's like, here's another Return of the Jedi throne room sequence. You know, it has to be different than that, right? So maybe no, he won't have, maybe no, he won't won't. have one. No, it won't. It's just, oh, come on. Okay, folks, who directs this movie? Who's directing this? Mystery yeah, but that's what, he would, is directing. that's what he would have done if, 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 if RJ stuck to the plan. But RJ. He would, he would have. Oh, please. You think JJ wants his nostalgia? He made The Force Awakens. If he was gonna, it's because it's been done before, it's not going to stop him. If that were the case, we wouldn't have gotten The Force Awakens. There's a very real possibility that we get the throne room again, and it's Palpatine sitting in a chair, and he goes, I, he goes, Ray, I have turned Kylo Ren to the dark side. He will not betray me. And we also have yeah. the... Uh, come on. He, he looks that, at he her has... with the mask. With exactly. The and we saw the giant... Oh, you know what, Chris? I'll have to ask you this. I mean, this because we're kind of, uh, we're, what, flirting with... Okay, we've already gone over two hours. Is that, oh, how I, do you I'll think the Kylo, the Kylo Ren mask is going to... What? 
Oh, I was flirting with the two hours. Am I supposed to? <laughs> oh, man, oh, this God. is awkward. I'm going to leave. It's <laughs> not quite old enough to drink. So, <laughs> All right, Chris, considering as I've met you, you are an avid listener of this podcast, and I've I'm made sorry. a big point of my <laughs> – thank you for saying it, Sanger. Um, how do you think the Kylo Ren helmet fits into all this? The fact that they're bringing it back – Yet we've only seen now one still of him holding oh, your name's oh. not Chris. I saw a cereal box today that is out now, Star Wars cereal, where he has the the broken up box. I mean the broken up helmet on the box. Uh Kylo Ren does. Well he's no well, yeah, we've seen that though, but we haven't seen a picture. I mean he's of, holding it. Oh, yeah, the bowling picture, right? Th- yes, that's what I mean. So Chris, how do you think the helmet's gonna play a role into all this? Because it seems like very disconnected between the film and the marketing here. There, there's there's two big ways of looking at it. I can, I can appreciate the super cynical approach where it's like, now JJ's got the helm back, so we're gonna glue that mask back together, right? But but like 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 I felt that way when I first saw the trailer too. But if you think about it sort of thematically, that that no mask Kylo is the same Kylo that 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 wanted that wanted Ray to join him, right? It's the, like it, it, like if if she would have done that at that point in time, you would it would have been no mask Kylo here out. But like he's sort of like he's sort of doubling down on his previous ideology because that didn't work out. I feel like so it doesn't bother Ooh. me that much. So it's sort of like that that was the chance for there would there would have been an alternate sort of future for him if if that had worked out for better or worse, right? So like it doesn't bother me that much because it's kind of like a reflection of the fact that his attempt to get Ray on his side failed. Hmm. All right. But, uh, like yeah, that. but but uh, but but as as thematically, I don't know. It's kind of weird to go back to it because they're gonna force themselves into this place where they have to find these excuses for him to get it off, so they can get any acting out of the guy because he's worth every cent they pay him. So they can't have his mask on the whole time, right? Like he's pretty good. But that's so. that's my question though. Is that we've only seen one still so far of him not wearing the helmet in the sense of he's like in like uh, Russ pointed out it's the bowling picture where it's him without the helmet on but he's holding it yet all the marketing I- I'm sorry the promotional images like the serial the target display all have him wearing the helmet and there seems to be a disconnect there and I still think that's indicative of either JJ changing things or it's that okay, maybe the helmet isn't him wearing it. I don't think it's anybody yeah. else. Uh, who knows? Though? I still think because we also don't know with Palpatine too. Palpatine could be a disembodied voice for all we know. We keep assuming that it's gonna be Monster Mash sitting like in his little because like of the poster. Chair. Well, even before that, people were convinced that was that because that's what the thing about Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine, is one very specific thing. It's a guy wearing a hood sitting in a chair. And the only instance that we don't get that is Revenge of the Sith, and most people don't look at that, his well, portion of that film, know, as Emperor Palpatine. Well, you you kind of get it for the enti- it's kind of different than that for the entire prequel trilogy. I would I would argue, yeah. but but uh, I I you're like I don't think it's going to be derivative of anything from the prequel trilogy. It's going to be either Return of the Jedi, Palpatine, or something new. 
Well, that's the thing, though. Because, again, remember, everybody wants, for some reason, I'm not sure if you fall into that category, Chris, they want old men on wire work leaping around like Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson did at the Phantom Mets. It's all people want. And I'm pretty sure, I don't care how good a shape Ian McDermott's in, I don't think he could, I don't think he's in that sort of shape. Well, he wasn't He wasn't in that sort of shape in 2004, but somehow he had a duel with Yoda that like where they threw Senate booths at each other. Man. And, like, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I don't know about you guys, but, like, I was, well, I was fully on board for that. But that's the thing, too, is that, like, when we also think of Palpatine, and, like, again, Zegger and I love it, and Russ, to a lesser extent, is that we love the, like, the chewing on the scenery aspect, where it's, like, you cut everything, you cut my little green friend, and so we start breaking out laughing for no reason. But it's as if Return of the Jedi wasn't that. That's like, not, his, Jedi, his lines are just that. as ridiculous. His lines are just oh, as yeah. crazy. Like no, he, oh, and it's great. Oh, he chews it up. I, I don't know. I like. I'm on. Like, I like both of them. I don't think they're too far apart. Honestly, really. If you go no. back to, Je- I was rewatching Jedi not too long ago. The, I'm afraid the deflector shield will be quite operational when your friends arrive. Like, that's pretty extreme. But I think that's that's more like checkmate than it is like deliciously like evil. Until you There's- have the hilarious inflection that I won't even do a a remote attempt at emulating like Wait, that, what, like what kind of inflection you want to you want to give a, an attempt at quoting ian mcdermott in return of the jedi when he talks about the uh deflector shield and how it's going to be operational oh, i'm afraid your friends will find the deflector shield perfectly operational God, that was awful it's an it's i'm Further highlighting the point that it's an amazing delivery, but also quite ridiculous. It, well, it's it's ridiculous because it's done in this way to where like he's making fun of him. He's he, rubbing no. it in. Yeah. He's straight, oh yeah, yeah. You know he's he's mocking him. He's mocking him with like a uh, guess yeah. what? <laughs> but I think there's do. a difference between Palpatine and Jedi and Sith in that in Jedi he's more menacing because it's our first introduction to him. Whereas in Revenge of the Sith, like Lucas really leaned into like the over the top, just like, like think about it. even like when he like becomes Monster Mash after uh, Anakin cuts off Mace Windu's hand, and it's like you will now be oh, Darth Vader. Vader, and it's like he's like some of that's up there. It's like and like Anakin like plays like I pledge my allegiance to you, and then Palpatine goes good. And it's like, come on, that's like he doesn't have he doesn't have a single moment in Jedi a tenth as corny as that. Don't okay, hesitate. But but, but, that's, but but that's because you have like whatever twenty five years yes. of people building up that character in their mind as the epitome of all evil. And if you think if you think that's bad, like like just wait till you see what ridiculousness he'll be up to in this no, new one like i can't even imagine i think that no i think it's completely different because by the time lucas got to revenge of the sith lucas was like i don't again lucas didn't hold any of this stuff sacred and i think that's what's kind of the brilliance of george lucas was like even like going back to things like boba fett george lucas hated boba fett because the audiences latch on to him and he's like he's just a guy in a mask he doesn't matter and then you have like Palpatine. Lucas is like, okay, I'm gonna make him as like hammy and corny as possible. But remember, this is JJ, and JJ holds the original trilogy in such high like reverence that nothing can be funny. Think about it, there's not anything even slightly goofy in The Force Awakens. There's nothing. There's nothing tongue in cheek in that film. Um, Everything is played a hundred percent straight for the most part. You know, except for the, except for the 
the the part where Han's like, "There's got to be a way to blow it up. There's always a way to blow it up." But yeah, but that's which that's like not which how like the which like works, which like, kid. like yeah yeah. But like, well, that bothered me a bit less. But like that line about blowing up Star Killer Base, like I don't know what it specifically it was, but something inside me died the minute I heard that. <laughs> I'm not what, sure what, what him him not winking at the camera to run or yeah, did he? You know. I don't even remember. That was that was rough. That was rough, man. But that's but JJ did the exact same thing in Star Trek 2009 Into Darkness. It's yeah, but who cares? That's Star Trek, and it's also like remake alternate universe Star Trek. It's not amazing like William Shatner Star Trek. So like you know, but that's fine. But that's the fan fiction. But the thing about those having Han Solo say, "How do we blow it up? How we blow it up? We've done it before." Is showing okay. Han Solo is cocky. It's not. It's but you're not seeing. Like, but you're you're seeing the battle plan of the most serious battle this group of rebels has ever had, and it's like about a fifth as serious as the battle plan for the Battle of Andor. Yeah, but the thing though is that I I don't know. I think at that point in the movie though, it's not meant. I don't think it's seen as jarring. Like even I I think Chris I mentioned that to you when you came to New York a couple of months ago. I got whiplash when I heard it. I don't know, but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, but like even like to this day, like everybody complains about General Hux. I still think the goofiest moment in in any Star Wars movie is the General Hux Star Killer base speech. Like to me, that is like the ham, like that is Palpatine level hamming it up. And I don't think JJ. It's funny. I, I, I somebody did a video of it. It's somewhere. Someone did a side to side comparison of Dom Hall Gleason's um, speech in The Force Awakens juxtaposed. To the cartoon Star Wars Resistance version of it, and the cartoon version is less hammy than the actor's performance of it. <laughs> I, I believe that. It's yeah. I mean, like if you had to rank the like most off-putting scenes of TFA, like that's in the top three. But <laughs> like, but do you? But with all that being said, though, do you really think JJ is going to give us like, and again, Zanger and I love this, is like the Seth MacFarlane level, like, okay, we are going to dial, okay, like, let's just say on a scale of one to ten, like on evil bad guy stuff, Emperor Palpatine in Return of the Jedi is about like what, like a seven, like on the evil bad, he's not Hannibal Lecter, he's not, but like, he's, but, but like, but like, uh, but like. Is a seven now like a nineteen eighty three ten? Well, <laughs> I, I'm not okay. I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at it under the lens of two thousand nineteen. It's okay. Well, the, it, then, then yeah, it's a lot weaker than it was at the time. I don't. Sure. I, I, no, I don't think weaker is the thing though. I just mean the sense of like it seems much more like we do not have a good. We don't have a single one of those. Like I know we were talking earlier about the, your, the deflector shield line. That's more inflection than it is goofy. There's more. That's more. There's more it, acting that, there. That's, if that's you a if, bad line read versus bad script. Question well, mark? well, if you're sure. if you're interpreting that, I think there's anything wrong with it. You, I, yeah, I've been misread, but it's just it's it's just out there, you know. Like he's it's kind of goofy, but but yeah. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose it's the Revenge of the Sith stuff's a little crazier. And I think that's what people like when people think of like Palpatine and they meme him, they're for the most part going back to like the, what he does in Revenge of the Sith. Because even when we're like we see him in Jedi, like yes, he's more menacing and he's toying with Luke throughout his entire like scenes in that film. He's not as like goofy. He's not like you said, he's well, not fighting Yoga Yoda in the Senate chamber throwing Senate pods at him. I, I don't think the Revenge of the Sith Palpatine has permeated the cultural zeitgeist 
quite as extensively as you're you're implying there. Like I don't think people really remember like like filthy casuals. They don't really remember what happened in Revenge I, of the Sith. Well, that's why I mean those. I, and that's why I mean those. Like, like us as Star Wars fans are expecting Palpatine to be this in the Rise of Skywalker to be this really like hammy over the top like again like seth mcfarland level just like robot chicken whereas like you said most audiences remember him in jedi being like yes he's he's evil but he's not like over the top evil he's more like this he, he's the grand pooba of bad guys and i think if anything in the fact that like based on some of these rumors that we're hearing that palpatine's supposed to be like in this super weakened state because he survived being thrown down into the abyss it's the idea like he's not going to be this like like Mr. Burns level villain. God, what we say? What he's supposed to be a hundred and something years old by the events of this film, and that's kind of my thing, though. But but JJ knows people want that level of delicious, deliciously evil. So I do think we are something's going to have to happen in this where he gets get a scene where he, yeah he's getting some life force and oh you'll see my midichlorians are quite. <laughs> Functional. And he gets up and we have the big that that's the Thor's hammer is the uh, emperor uh, is rising. If we get that, then I will stand up and applaud. If we get if we get Palpatine he's the Skywalker su- the whole time. <laughs> Perfect. If, if we get a scene of Palpatine, like sucking the life force out of the night Knights of Ren to power himself <laughs> so he could go back to being monster mash. Like kind of like like the mummy that get that suck the life force oh, out of other people. Perfect. He gets that, like slightly younger. Yeah. Yes. That's what I want. If we get that, it's Palpatine sucking the life out of the Knights of Ren. Then I will applaud like the idiots do when the Captain America picks up Thor's hammer. Then I will and he applaud does the spin, the spin from his desk. Yes, it the, I mean, that the would, it would be over. The, yeah, the, the theater would have that's, that's another thing that's a meme. The the Palpatine screech from his desk. That's the thing people meme now all the time. Sure, I love that one where he uh, he flies and blows up the Death Star, and he's flying <laughs> over in space. Love that. Oh, one. the um, the shooting star meme one. I There's think the so. Dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. There, are, there, there are so many Instagram pages that are like the channel name is vaguely implying that they are Sheev Palpatine, <laughs> and it's just like savage memes, like till like for days. <laughs> It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know what that's for days. Yeah. Like, like uh, my one of my most favorite ones lately is just called Sheev Talks. It's just like, it's just, yeah. it's just like a perfect sort of Sheep politician Instagram page. Yeah. The problem is, it's already been perfectly done by Seth MacFarlane in the Robot right. Chicken. Right. Like that is, in my mind, that is Palpatine. It's that not is gonna get yes. any funnier than that. No, it, it is impossible to get funnier than that. Yeah. So that being said, Zenger, like when we come out of this movie roughly Wait, what? <laughs> two and a half months from now, and we get a more res- okay, let's just say we get closer to Return of the Jedi Palpatine. Well, how are you going to feel, or how are we going to feel? <sighs> like, are we going to walk out? Like, Amazing. <laughs> that too. What'd you because say? Zenger? I said rewarded. Oh. I just want him to be just deliciously chewing the scenery. Evil oh, yes. Again. Yes, exactly. That's what I want. If I don't like, that, like I, I want to know he's about to come into a scene because there's teeth marks. And everything. <laughs> there we go. Before well, he even enters the scene. I, I Zach, I, I, I don't know what, how many episodes in between this one will be and the one I heard. But in the last episode <laughs> I heard of Knights of Vader, <laughs> you, you said that you think 
that RJ saved Star Wars soul when uh, yes. when when he when he when he killed Snoke and that's yeah. at the end of the last Jedi and and you know I can't help but like I I can get behind that because if you're going to try and look at this as a nine film story Snoke's the odd man out it's like we didn't hear anything about him there were six films preceding him and then he's just sort of already 100 years old and like super powerful and evil <laughs> and it's like like you know, he's the perfect age to have fit into all six of those films. Yet he's not there. But wait um, a second, is Snoke the general grievous of this series? Except for he lasted two movies instead of one, and like he was sort of played up to be the mastermind. More even Dooku, though maybe Grievous, yeah, Grievous oh yeah, yeah. Grievous was never played up to be a genius. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, but but like they they had to do that. And do you do you guys really think? We're so far off topic, but do you think that, like, like say if Ryan Johnson didn't kill Snoke, do you th- what do you what do you think JJ would have done if he had control of all three films? Like, do you think we'd be finishing off Snoke with Rise of Skywalker? Do you think he would have carried Ooh. on that long? He would have connected Snoke back to something probably, and maybe that's what uh, RJ was saving our soul from. Maybe he would have made him an old <laughs> Padawan or something like that. Well, but didn't somebody say that there's something? I remember I, it's somewhere in one of the pieces of like ancillary marketing materials for the Last Jedi, where it said Snoke had like a second apprentice or something. Isn't that still like the weird like quasi lifeline to like that's kind of like their oh god like get out of jail free card that's just blank and they can write whatever they want, being like oh no, Snoke's secret other apprentice was Matt Smith, and Matt Smith is the one that brings Palpatine back to life or to full monster mash in the rise of skywalker like, i don't know I, that's cool but all the references to snoke's other apprentice are like ancillary canon things one book. like there's it's nothing like one in the book. film yeah but there's that and there's like the new the new snoke comic he says that he the age of resistance snoke comic he says that he planned on bringing other apprentices to dagobah so like they're peppering it in here and there but right. like it's all it's all ancillary stuff that's None. There's not a. There's not a line referencing it in the film, so I don't think they would create Snoke's like Plan B apprentice in Episode Nine. No, I don't think so either. But I do think that. Well, considering that most of the stuff that happens now, like like I don't want to say super importance, but like the really important parts that fill in the background are like in the books, the comics, the TV shows. Like it's in the um, Rebels episode. Where with the world between worlds, Palpatine speaking a Sith language, and I would imagine that's what's going to be written on the Sith dagger in the Rise of Skywalker. Like I do think there are things that they are trying to weave together, and I think everybody at this point knows my uh, my elaborate like conspiratorial theory on like Thrawn, his connection to all this. And I think just today they announced that there's going to be a new there's going to be a new new Thrawn trilogy of books, but they all take place before. The latest Thrawn trilogy, so it doesn't explain any of the Jesus, any of the You're Ezra making it stuff. more more inaccessible doing stuff like that. I don't know. Hey, I'm excited. Excited. Maybe, maybe that's is the only it, room for story they have, though. Did I'm they, excited. Did they confirm if it's Timothy Zahn writing all yeah. of them? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Really? Thrawn trilogy by Timothy oh, Zahn. Good. Yep. And it's, it's I think it's called like the Chiss Ascendancy. That's what they're they're doing all all Thrawn stuff before he found his way to the Empire. It would have been nicer if it was like. 
a canon version of the original Thrawn trilogy. Just like, you know, make it fit, but it's basically the same. I the still think they're going to do that eventually because everybody forgets that we all, again, like I said, I don't want to repeat myself, but remember Thrawn didn't Thrawn back in legends. Wasn't his big thing was that the reason why he was able to take control over like the remnants of the empire in heir to the empire was that he was away during that time of the galactic civil war. I, right? you know, we, we yeah, you know what we like i hear you we say that but then imagine how punishing of a task it would be for timothy zahn <laughs> like you know rewrite that story that you did over three fat novels like 25 years ago but like make it fit all Do the like better. bs bs little canon details that we like have made up since <laughs> so that it fits perfectly uh, like he would never rewrite. do that yeah you guys yeah. do it i wrote it already yeah that's what they probably yeah. would do they would adapt it some other medium yeah it would probably be like a cartoon, or I don't think it would be another book. I don't think they would like, readapt something. That'd be the wild, same yeah. That'd be but I could, I could very easily see them in like two to three years doing some sort of program animated series, and it is Heir to the Empire with Dark Force Rising and The Last Command. I could see them doing that. There's Considering- definitely enough blank space in the canon for them to fit it in. And that's you could also you could throw in the uh, oh god wasn't wasn't there a bounty hunter character in the um. Oh god, who's the bounty hunter character in Heir to the Empire? That was Mar-, Mar Jade's employer. What was his name? Oh god, I can see him. Steve. Yeah. Steve. Sure, let's call him Steve. Yeah. Uh, but there was that character though. Who knows? Because I know that they had that stupid giant Star Wars timeline at, at uh, D23. There was a giant gap between the turn of the Jedi and Force Awakens. And what would what would make people happier than bringing back the original Thrawn trilogy? Reincorporating it into canon And think about all those people that like scream and yell About the EU they would be happy For the most like they they would be thrilled But they definitely would be happier than they typically are Uh, Yeah I'd be one of those guys Yeah that's what I mean You reincorporate you throw some stuff in you have some Hot chocolate at the galaxy's edge Then that becomes official they can serve that there It's a it's it's a win-win for everybody All right this was a great Triple Force Friday episode. We spent the last like 90 minutes talking about everything but toys. Just as I hoped. I guess we can go around the room. So what what did everybody buy? Zenger, you you bought what? Magic cards. Two packs. Okay, you bought two packs of magic cards. Rush, you got at least a Ray figure, right? Yeah, I got the uh, first edition Ray, Galaxy Adventure Ray, and Vintage Collection Ray. And I gotta go get that talking lightsaber. <laughs> I did. I honestly, uh, yeah, I sound insane, but I was one. I was just one of those collectors because I got. I, I like a lot of vintage, but modern stuff. I was just buying just, r- just anything, just random stuff. And I like the way people that had focuses like how it looked. So I decided when Force Awakens came out, I was like, I'm just gonna buy all the Ephiria and all the BS and all the figure and everything for just Ray. So I've got like soup cans and because she's on so much stuff, so it's a lot of fun because it's kind of a hunt that'll never end. Where's Ray? Is that what you're saying, Russ? Where's Ray? Where's Ray? I think everyone on Knights of Air should be asking, where's Ray? Whenever she's not being talked about. <laughs> did, you see the, did you see the new one now? There's Where's Rose. Meanwhile, she, meanwhile there's probably she's got a different haircut. five different three and three quarter Rose figures that are like genuinely look different for some reason that exists. But whatever. <laughs> they didn't make that many, obviously. But, there's more. But, there's more Rose variants than there is Ray variants for the Last Jedi. But never mind that. No, no, no. But Chris, you didn't understand. People are mad that there is Rose Tico shirts 
originally designed, and then they edited her out of them after the fact. Okay, okay, hold on. Can we just, I'll just, like, I'll tell you what I got Force Friday in a second, but like, can we all appreciate that, like, the two interchangeable characters on that Hot Topic Star Wars poster were Claude the Booger Worm and Rose? Like, <laughs> wow. Like, what Wait, a misstep, even we- a allowing us to know that those were the two they were deciding between on that one part of the poster like that's a misfire letting that leak why don't we have a a, a, like pop figure the booger or you know because he's part of the he's part of the 60 percent. that's too spoiler heavy (laughs) oh i'm gonna call heavy to have a booger yeah, I'm gonna guess that that that's Jeff Garland. Y'all know the actor Jeff Garland. <laughs> yeah, heard it no. here. I think you'll be no, able to recognize he, him. No, Jeff Garland is in the film. He yeah. he mentioned at the end of a very uh, annoyed sounding episode of Doug Love's movies that because uh, he, <laughs> yeah. he was a terrible guest, but at the very end he revealed he will be an action figure. So I bet, I bet you can recognize him. But I think Russ is on to something. I think he's gonna be the Simon Pegg on car plot of this. Perfect. Yeah, he's either that or that little guy they just showed us who is supposed to be. Oh yeah, Babu Frick. Yeah, Babu Frick. All right, how many how many toys are we? Okay, Zenger, is Babu Frick the heir to the pork throne when it comes to like cute, cuddly Star Wars like merchandise characters? No, Dio is. He's not cuddly. He's Um, a robot. Oh, robots can't love too. No, no, no! It has to be in the vein of Ewoks, like kind of like it's a it's there to sell plush toys. They gotta have eyeballs and fur. We exactly. Hide them from us. Yeah, a whole race of Babu freaks. He looks too much like um Rio, though. I don't know. Just from that image I saw, he reminds me of Rio. Blame it on Rio. All right. You know what? Once again, taking the kid. Well, I need to take the kids out. I need to see what they. <laughs> Tar- like the target manager gets complaints. It's like, excuse me. There's some man like in the Star Wars toy aisle, in the Frozen toy aisle, with his daughters just pointing. What's this? What is this for? She's taking notes the whole time. Oh man! It looks like that scene in Poltergeist where uh, she goes across the floor. He's got toys on each side of her, and he's going to see what side she just floats to. And then there's other complaints at the Walmart. Excuse me. There's this. There's this guy in the toy aisle just screaming at the lightsabers. (laughs) Uh, That's just Russ. (laughs) He's here every other day. Don't mind him. He doesn't hurt anybody. He could actually make a song coherent with twelve of them if you put a (laughs) phone. It's like, uh, hey Jim, go 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 get the new kid with the spray <laughs> bottle to go see if you can he can chew him away. Okay, sir. <laughs> oh God. So, uh, Chris, you said you picked up. You got your early three figures of Rise of Skywalker, and you picked up your final two of Ray and Poe, right? Correct. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Like you know, I got all the cool ones first, so it wasn't too hard to get the Ray and Poe on Midnight Madness. Gotcha. I wish I could have had. You know, folks, I was very disappointed. I couldn't get a Daft Punk Zan Wessel figure. I walked. Oh, they have pop figures everywhere. Nah, that that doesn't count. Those 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 aren't toys. Those count for me. That's landfill filler. Come on, let's let's not (laughs) make any bones about it. I'm pretty Um, sure you could build a sturdy house out of all of them. (laughs) I bet you could. You could build a very nice Palpatine throne out of them. Maybe that's what he'll have. Oh man, melt them down. Well, I picked up for Triple Force Friday. I got me well. Actually, I'd say that like the underrated gem today is the Galaxy of Adventure Vader figure, which is like real a really cool like stylized looking Vader. Which I again, we every Vader figure has to look identical to how he looks in just A New Hope, Empire, or Jedi. 
It's Wait, have nice you seen get... the inappropriate video already of it? Because he what? can do he yeah. Uh, the Galaxy he, Adventure he, figure? Yes, because he can make his arm move with a lightsaber. But if you take the oh. lightsaber off, it's uh, someone's already oh. making inappropriate videos of that figure. How and dare I, I'm they? Ag- and I'm against that. I don't condone that. I don't I, think it's, I, I do want to say though is that I've been waiting for this Galaxy Adventure Vader for a very specific reason because <laughs> if it works out the way I think it does, yeah, I know. Keep laughing. Is that I might be I might be able to make the greatest piece of Knights of Vader merchandise ever with it. If if I'm able to make it work. We might have the greatest piece of merch ever for this podcast. I'm scared. It's gonna be great if it works. I, 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 I kind of, I was playing with the figure today. Safer. No, no, no. If, if, if it does work out the way it does, it will be glorious. And it does tie in loosely to the holiday special. So let that sink in, folks. Oh, I was gonna say I like am the, the danger. The, the Terma Vader? I don't know where you're going. No, no, no Terma Vader. Um, that's that's a cinematics discussion. But no, I got the galaxy. Oh, speaking of cinematics, that 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 Joe has made was Ralph Wiggum saying, "I am the danger," which is, yes, Rob, a Breaking Bad reference. Oh, okay, good. good. I look forward to his rebuttal um, <laughs> sometime in the next couple of weeks. Um, I I bet my Wiggum. Your move. <laughs> oh boy, no, but I got that. I got six inch Kylo Ren. I got six inch Ray. I got actually like a week ago, I got two Sith troopers from Amazon. That I really think they're cool looking. And what else did I get? And I got my, my Mandalorian and I decided to go with da, 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 the metallic one. Whoa. <laughs> I actually passed up. They had a, a jetpack trooper. I passed up on him. I saw everybody was like, no one's seen this thing. I was like, well, well maybe I should have gotten it. Did was, look the cool. night, was the night you said you, you got the night of Ren Ross or. No, I haven't. But uh, dude, down here, I could it, all the WalMarts have everything. Like, uh, no one I've, here really cares. It's strange. I've had the Night of Ren for nearly a month. Oh, you see, see now he's flexing, folks. He's just rubbing it in. It's gonna be in a Ray Two Pack or something soon. Watch. You know, I traded a Boba Fett for it. <laughs> <laughs> with incorrect info on the back of the card. Correct. Not much all of a right. trade. <laughs> So oh, I'm boy. currently looking at prices for magic cards, and I feel I'm still not doing the most nerdy thing that's being talked about right now. Sanger's <sighs> the, the only person that hosts, co-hosts a Star Wars podcast you know, on Star Wars Toy Day went and bought, did not buy that, <laughs> but went and bought magic cards. I, I'm just impressed that he's like still still participating and we're hearing him still. So I'm like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> this could have gone a lot worse than I was expecting. Yeah, oh, I, I'm not, not going to buy toys. It's just... It, I. Having kids is kind of, I wanted to take them out to go do it, like right. to okay. have that experience. Use them as a guinea pig? That too. It's like triple Saturday, Force Friday revenge of the Saturday. It's frozen Saturday. Oh, God, if I, I just, I didn't go to the, to the near target. And I'm really hoping, because I know they're clearing out an area near the front. I really hope that's just not frozen stuff, because I'm not getting five more feet in that store if that's the case. Oh, boy. All new songs. To know. What's going to be the new Let It Go, Sanger? Let, let it let it go again? Get it now. Get it on. <laughs> Take it back. We need it back. <laughs> good, Good job, Ross. All right. I, I mean, their their whole premise for this new one is uh, stronger together. I think is the is the term they that I saw in a few things. So, yeah. All right. Anything else you have to say about Triple Force Friday, or can we wrap this up? Nope. All right. All right. 
So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out the Facebook group, much like Chris. If you two contact us there, there's a very real possibility that you might be able to come on the podcast someday. Find us on Instagram at KOV Podcast. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Shoot us an email, kovpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Anspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. For questions, comments, concerns, or snipe remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter, at Cinemodis. You can also find me on the Cinemodis podcast, where we are delving into Mont Stober headfirst, and we're talking about possibly one of the most important Cinemodis of all time, the Ted Bundy film from 2002, where we recorded our longest episode ever at over three and a half hours long. So look Jesus. forward to that, folks. Oh, it's glorious. We probably could have gone longer. But <sighs> until then, Zenger, where people find you? Well, you can find me, thanks to Gideon, at the Publix that is just off the property prepping for my, um, I guess, Storm Galaxy's Edge. And also um, amazed that you can buy alcohol at Publix. So, like, hard liquor. That's not something you can do in Virginia, so this blows my mind. So I can get a pub sub and a handle of Jack Daniels. No, this... I don't think they. Can, I don't think they sell hard. I think they sell wine. I don't think it's hard liquor. They, okay. Well, I Florida used to live down there. people. Florida well, people. I used to live down there. That was 15 years ago. But what I think he's referencing is, if I remember correctly, back when cash and carry was a thing. And also like Sam's Clubs and Walgreens, the liquor store was like part of the same building, but it had a separate entrance. You had to you had to like leave the store and then like go in a separate entrance, but it was all like contained in the same building. But but what you're saying is there's a possibility I could get a pub sub and a handle and sit there and stare uh, at uh, Galaxy's Edge. Well, Sanger, nothing's stopping you from doing that right now. You just have to go to two different stores. And like a freaking twelve hour drive. Well, Wait, I'll, didn't I'll, we find out the closest one's like five hours? It's like two hours away. Mmm. Pub sub. All right. All right. Mando Russ, when you are not screaming at lightsabers in the Star Wars toy aisle, what are you up to? Well, if I'm not back on Camino, mate. Um, no, you can find me on uh, the Unbelievers podcast, uh, wherever you find podcasts and clones. All right. Chris. <laughs> All right, premier seventh best vintage collector in all of Canada, at least. When you Sixth are not, best. it went up during the during the recording. Oh, it went up to six. Sure, he, leveled, he leveled up. Yeah, I believe it. Yep. <laughs> all right, Chris, what are you up to when you are not on a third rate Star Wars podcast? Well, you can find me at the Chris Porteous on Instagram, and I've also recently taken over the social media for a another Star Wars podcast called the Vintage Rebellion podcast. So you can find me over there too. Cool beans. We'll make sure to link to that in the show notes. One, two, three. Alrighty, gentlemen. Good night, but not goodbye. And as always, Ross. Remember Alderaan! Down with the Empire! <laughs>